When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Like we always do with this time, time, time. Niggas a CLD won't even get pulled over in they new V. The good life, let's go on a living spree. Shit, they say the best things in life are free. The good life, it feel like Atlanta, it feel like LA, it feel like Miami, it feel like NY. Summertime shy, ah. your hands up in the sky. So I wrote the good, y'all pop the trunk, I pop the hood, Ferrari. And she got the good, and she got that ass, I got to look, sorry. Yo, it's got to be, cause I'm seasoned Haters give me them salty looks Larry's 50 told me, go ahead, switch the style up And if they hate, then let them hate And watch the money pile up
girls who ain't on TV Cause they got more ass than the models The good life, she keep it coming with the bottles So she feel booze like she bombed out of Prado The good life, it feel like Houston It feel like Philly, it feel like D.C. It feel like V.A. or the Bay or yay Ayy, this is the good life Said I never seen snakes on a plane. Whether you broke or rich, you gotta get this. Having money's that everything that having it is. I was merging on trips, but when I get my car back activated, I'm back to Vegas. Cause I always had a passion for flashing. Before I had it, I closed my eyes and imagined the good life. is what you like, not what you are like. Books, records, films, these things matter. They certainly do matter, and we are going to spend all week celebrating TV, books, films, the whole kit and caboodle of pop culture, folks. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan. Welcome to your Monday episode. Uh, Let me just start off for anybody new joining us how to listen to this show. First off, you're you're already doing great. If you're listening, you, you're already doing the hardest part just by actually listening. Um, but there are timestamps. So if you want to skip this first section where I talk some pop culture stories and go up maybe a hair deeper than me and Sophie went into it uh, in our interview, then do that. The timestamp, you can skip right to Sophie and uh, then you can head up this part later or, or don't. It's all good. But uh, we go kind of all around the world. On Mondays, we do a pop culture roundup with uh, writer Sophie Ross. Uh, uh, she also has the podcast So True with Sophie Ross. Go, so go check that out. Her first season season is completely out, and I think the second season starts in August. Um, so Tuesdays, we usually do a Southern Charm recap, plus my, more pop culture stories. Wednesday, I've been taking off the last couple of weeks uh, because of my uh, situation with my mom. And uh, so I, I'm not sure if I will be doing that this week or not, but I'll probably do an episode. Thursday usually is an interview episode. And then Friday is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap, which is kind of turned into a, a full-on stage production. Um, a lot of voices, a lot of weirdness. Um 
I, I'm probably not okay. So that's how you listen to this show. And remember, you don't have to listen on day and date. You can go back and dig into the archive. There are so many cool interviews that I've gotten the opportunity to do uh, that it's great when people discover the back catalog. That is so cool. And it's free. I think you have to listen to some commercials. But that's the deal. You know, you listen to some commercials. I also want to point out that uh, paying attention to our sponsors really helps. I will have two sponsors later on in the episode if you can visit their website check them out if you like the products get it 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 does make me look good in so many it really does i i want to do good for our sponsors so if you have the time and means go check them out because i want this show to uh to work for anybody that chooses to advertise on it okay and also leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify uh but we get fun we get weird we get silly there's also some points in here and we tell some news but it's all over the place uh because i'm all over the place and you guys a lot of you are all over the place and that's okay we celebrate that here uh you are part of a group we call ourselves the baddies and at first i thought that was the most ridiculous name ever and it is slowly slowly growing on me shout out to the uh, patreon members the the official baddies uh i just released an hour and a half shooting the shit episode with Medita lopez uh, that is out right, or should be out by the time this is out. And we just had fun just talking about every single topic under the sun. I've been friends with Meditza for so long, so it's kind of just two friends shooting the shit, but you can find, uh, the ultimate girls trip season two, all seven episodes recapped on there. I think there's like over 200 episodes that have never seen the light of day on the main feed over there. So please come join. We did a live Patreon uh, YouTube last week, and there's lots of things in store, including BravoCon uh, that will involve the Patreon. Uh, we talk about Pat- we talked about BravoCon a lot on the Patreon with Meditza because we will both be going to BravoCon this year in October in New York. And I hope whoever is, I hope we all get to meet. I think they're. Well, I'll let you know what the plans are as we get closer. But uh, kind of exciting to think that we're actually possible. We're actually going to do this. We are actually going to do this, and I'm. Very very, uh, very nervous. Oh, I, I said, well, let me, okay. So, okay. More business. Okay. So that's that. I did all that. Oh yeah. Cameo. I got a bunch of cameos this weekend that I did. I'm on cameo and I'll wish you a greeting. Happy birthday to Amy. And I, I, I'm doing another one. All of a sudden, like people started getting cameos for me and I'm like, is my mom calling out to people and making them get cameos for me? I've it had been a while. So, uh, you can watch me make a complete idiot of myself, and I wore the Tom Girardi lingerie that we got from auction on my head in uh, in the cameo videos. So also uh, fun cameo videos, but also potentially disgusting. I <laughs> uh, want to shout out uh, a baddie right now that we had some good news. I have a group of listeners that have been with me from the beginning uh, of this whole craziness. And Michelle uh, Yeomans, who has the most darling daughter ever... Uh, she has announced that, uh, they will be having a second child. So Michelle's new baby will be coming in 2023. So everybody here at So Bad It's Good wishes her a happy and healthy pregnancy. And, uh, I think your daughter is going to be the 
best big sister ever. Uh, now moving on to my family news. My mom is out of the hospital. Uh, thank you so much for everybody that has sent really positive messages and somebody sent her the fuck cancer bracelet. I still don't know who did that. Please name yourself. It would just, I, I, I actually kind of need to know who it is just so I don't think people are sending my mom necklaces with cursing in it. Like you foul mouth people that you are, but no, it was actually amazing. And she got sent up a bunch of flowers and, uh, sent her cookies and all of this cool stuff. But I know she was in a lot of pain. Um, I, it, um, I, th- I think I had spoken on this on Friday, but I'm not sure. It reactivated her shingles, which uh, surgeries can do that. So it was just a lot of pain. And she has a hard time with taking pain medication because her system is so clean. I mean, this woman has never smoked marijuana. For me, opioids, I'd be like, man, give me all of them. But for her, she couldn't She couldn't stomach them. So it has been a rough couple of days for her. But, you know, she is on the upswing. And she is one of those people. That's why I admire her. She, she already wanted to start work. She doesn't have a job. But she already wanted to start working on on things, on projects, on, uh, you know, on like puzzles and stuff. And she was frustrated that she couldn't. And then she, she, uh, well, you know what? I am going to tell personal information about my mom because she told personal information about me. I'm going to get into this right now. She, uh, was backed up. She couldn't do the old, uh, number two, something that I can do very easily. So take that mom, but she was having trouble doing that. So I guess what? She took Erica Jane's advice. She's like, I take laxatives, honey. Yeah. So mom took laxatives. I don't think it was because of Erica Jane, but it is funny that they both have something in common. And she finally had her first big solid BM today, you guys. Becky Bailey in the house. Oh, my God. I have my dog Brooklyn with me, and my she's just staring at me like, what are you doing? I love when I have her from my ex because you can just tell how ashamed my dog is. She's like, this man just talks into a microphone. She's looking at, yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. Um, So uh, congrats on the bowel movement, Becky Bailey. And the reason I say that kind of personal information is because my mom does that to me, to my friends. In fact, I told you guys a story on the Beverly Hills recap that she started telling people that she thinks that I, she's done this for a while now, that I hang out in the toilet too long and she thinks I might have hemorrhoids like my dad. She just offers this information to friends of mine, friends that I know, friends that I've known for years, new friends, old friends, all the friends. She'll just say this. And then my one friend told me, Ryan, do you know your mom's worried about you having hemorrhoids? And I was like, did not know that. My mom has not told me that she's worried that I have hemorrhoids. Uh, (laughs) It's just, and then this is the other thing. I don't know if your parents are like this, you guys, or if you are parents, if you're doing this yet. And Michelle, please don't do this to your new daughter or your old daughter. Is she makes up things. Let me tell you a little story. And and by the way, if you're first time listening, we go into some personal stuff. Obviously, you can hear that. We'll get to the pop culture in a second. Um, so back when I was married, <laughs> I there was... You remember when the squatty potty was like a big thing? And it's like this little step stool you stand on to like give the proper... Um, good morning, everybody, to anybody who's listening, the proper bowel movements, sorry. And, uh, you know, and I remember they would always talk about it on the Howard Stern show. He has a squatty potty. So I wanted a squatty potty for Christmas. And my ex was like, no, I don't want a fucking squatty potty in the house. No, that's disgusting. And my mom did get me a squatty potty, which actually, now that I'm thinking about it, might explain their contentious relationship at times. Anywho, my mom is the one that got me that, right? She tells a friend, a friend that we've known for 
uh, decades. I just found this out. She tells, she says, Ryan, um, you know, Ryan didn't even want squatty potty. It's just that his ex was so tiny, her little legs wouldn't even hit the floor. So she used the squatty potty to help her um, with her legs. And I'm like, wait, what did my mom say? And you got, mom, if you're listening, this is just, I mean, the way you're making up, like, just full-on stories at this point. My ex is short, but she was never, like, I mean, like, but not, like, any, like, her legs fully hit the floor. I mean, like, my mom made a, and, like, wasn't joking, wasn't in her memory, my ex's legs did not hit the floor of a toilet. And so I'm like, what? My mom just picturing her, my ex's legs just swinging until we got the squatty potty. And I'm like, mom, you got me the squatty potty. She didn't ask for the squatty. It wasn't a helpful tool to her. In fact, she didn't want me to have the squatty potty. So I'm hearing all of this and going, my mom is just fully now making up stories. I've got hemorrhoids. I, my, my ex couldn't, uh, you know, touch her feet to the ground. I mean, just all of these wild things. I don't know, folks. I, I don't know. Anyways, I'm very thankful that my mom's surgery for this part went well, and uh, I will keep you posted for the next part, which we should, should find out in about a week. But it has been a wild week, and I'm so glad to have been be out of that week and into another one. Now, remember, this week is going to present us a lot of challenges, a lot of things that we don't expect. I am always told through therapy and things like that, you have to breathe through it and not just see red and kick things uh, in anger. So let us all breathe through things this week and realize that we can handle anything. And just before you know it, we'll be talking Beverly Hills on Friday. And then we got two free days ahead of us. So we... We're set. It's a scary place, but it doesn't have to be scary everywhere. So here we are. Okay. Now, this is what we call a big bang theory. And not just like a big bang in terms of pop culture events, because everything pop culture happened within the span of this week. There were so many things that happened that me and Zoe didn't even get to touch on all of them. I mean, we got the big ones, but even then, I think we were both just so shocked that all of this shit happened. I mean, we're going to be talking about some of these forever. I mean, and some of these that are actual news or actual good news, I will probably never talk again uh, about again. Like, do I truly care that Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson's surrogate had their second baby? And by the way, they haven't. Uh, I just read an article that Khloe is going to take time naming the baby for when it's right. When did we? And I feel like this is an American thing now. We've started to make it hip to not name our babies. Like, we're going to wait for the right time. Like, are you out of your mind? Name the damn baby like literally you don't have an actual job like good american is run by your friend like all you pose for a lot of photos and you do the reality show you can name a baby like give me a break name the baby but i was thinking what if if the, if the baby has the thompson last name tristan's last name wouldn't it be great this is just chloe if you're listening name the baby whatever you want for the first name but then the middle name say the baby's name is randy okay so randy Thompson, but the middle name should be Stop Sleeping with Tristan. So it'll be Randy Stop Sleeping with Tristan Thompson. And that way, even people in the family, the son knows the legend of his father and how he is born potentially with a disease to cheat on uh, women multiple times in multiple different avenues. And I think it would be a good warning sign to this child because the new child, you know, is a baby and has no 
can't help who his father is or what horrible things his father has done to his mother, but I feel like there should be some sort of constant reminder. In fact, I think Mia Medica talked about making a baby onesie of a Stop Sleeping with Tristan Thompson, but I just don't know how to get it to Chloe. I don't know how to get it to Chloe. So we had that news, which is insane, but we had tons of Kardashian news, so much Kardashian news that it almost reignited my anger about the Kardashians. Like, it was like, dude, chill out. Did Chris get her dates wrong? Like, was it planned all this way? This wasn't by circumstance or happenstance because we also had Travis Scott's first concert, first uh, full concert at the O2 Arena overseas where Kylie and uh, little Stormy were all there. Isn't it funny how much Kylie is around now, Travis? I mean, people say, allegedly, that you know, Kylie has truly helped rehab Travis's image. I mean, this is the most we've seen Travis be around Kylie in public settings since they've been together. I mean, just honestly, you can't argue that fact. It's the most he's allowed himself to be photographed with Kylie and with Stormy, almost like a family man. Wow. And family man, that would look good, right? If you eventually have to go to trial for potentially, um, um, you know, throwing a concert that people died at. I mean, these things do matter, right? Like the good old family man. I'm not saying Travis Scott's a, not a family man, but I'm just saying it's weird that in the past we've kept it so hidden from us. Um, but now it's very out and about. In fact, some of the photos with Travis Scott, he actually looks directly at the camera, folks. Because Travis's big thing, too, is looking down. He doesn't show us his face. He's mysterious. He looks down. He saves it for his fans. And I don't know, I, I find it interesting. And also I find it interesting who comes up with these plans. I mean, one, what does this say? You know, the old thing is, you know, the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. Is Chris behind everything? Also, I wrote this on Friday, but do you think the devil ever gets livid of like, I work my ass off and this Chris Jenner, every time somebody mentions my name, they say she works harder. Are you out of your mind? You know how hard I'm working. Have you seen the last four years? Have you seen COVID? That's all me. But Chris gets all the, the headlines. I mean, we, we, we out here speculate that Chris is so detail oriented and having all of these things pop pop off in this kind of structured fashion that it's like, no, I really, I don't know if I even believe that anymore. I mean, it's fun to believe, but I mean, does she really sit there with a color coded calendar and say, okay, we're going to have Kim announce the Pete breakup here. So we're going to need something two hours later. Chloe, can we get your surrogate to deliver that, uh, that Friday around, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Great. Okay, that's perfect. So we got that. And uh, okay, we're going to need something, uh, you know, something else. Will you think this is enough, you guys, to distract uh, for Travis Scott's first big concert? We'll get mainly positive notices for that because there's so much going on over here. It's like distracting people with one hand while the other's doing something. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to think anybody is that planned out. But I also don't believe in mistakes, and I believe that there's a reason why the Kardashians are where they are. I mean, each of those people will be billionaires at a certain point. I mean, at a certain point, I felt like, man, we got to keep our eye on Courtney and Kendall. Like, they could be buying nuclear bombs this weekend, and none of our eyes are on them because we're so distracted by Kim and Chloe and, uh, you know, Kylie. I do like that Kendall kind of always just like nobody truly gives a shit. You know, at the same time, though, Kendall, even according to the Kardashians in the new show on Hulu, 
tells us she's like a health freak. She's a hypochondriac. Like those things are kind of interesting to me, yet we really never, like nobody really, like even she's back with Devin Booker now, the guy that they had announced they had like split up. They're back and nobody, do you, like, do you feel that how nobody gives a shit? Isn't that weird? I mean, it's a blessing in some ways. And I always think about Rob Kardashian as I always compare him, you guys know, to like, uh, they've turned him into like a folk legend, like he's the legend of Rob Kardashian. He just comes out every once in a while. You have like Bigfoot sightings where you're like, Rob was spotted with his hot sauce in 7-Eleven or Rob was spotted in Diamond Bar buying a million dollar baseball card. It's all these like weird. He didn't even show up to his own trial, folks, with Black China. His sisters and his mom did. Like that's the height of laziness. Like I won't even go to my own trial. I'll send my family. <laughs> You know, and the family was there every day dressed up. Um, but Rob almost looks like J.D. Salinger of somebody that's hid away from the world. And in reality, probably has a more or a less stress free life than the other women might not be able to pay all his bills for the rest of his life. But I think the others will pitch in for Rob. But Rob is leading what I would hope is a very happy existence away from the public eye. I used to have an argument with somebody if, do we think Rob Kardashian gets into the DMs? Do we think Rob Kardashian is having regular sex? I mean, there's always been rumors that he, like, hooks up with, you know, Instagram models, this or that. But, you know, he really slides under the radar. The sisters take the heat of all of that. So that will be the first little pop culture story that we dip into right now. And we dip into it as well with Sophie. Remember, timestamps if you want to skip ahead. But I wanted to give you a timeline um, a timeline of the Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian relationship. Cause you're, you're like, Ryan, they were together 15 years. That's a lot of memories. It's a lot of, how are you going to do the, Oh wait, you're saying nine months. They're only together nine. Okay. We can do nine months. Uh, this is great. This is from uh, a cosmopolitan article, um, by, uh, Mahara Bonner. I want to give her credit, did fascinating reporting of putting a timeline together of their relationship. And you can find this article online. So let's take it back to the beginning. A relationship always starts somewhere and it's always special where it starts. So where did the Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian relationship start before the untimely demise on Friday of this past week in the year of our Lord, 2022. So it started, you're going to say SNL. No, no, it didn't. The first, the first subtle thing between Pete and Kim was January 30th, 2019. Pete Davidson went to Nobu in Malibu with Kanye West, Kid Cudi, and Timothy Chalamet. Kim Kardashian, for Kim, Kid Cudi's birthday... Kim Kardashian tweeted happy birthday at Kid Cudi and had a picture of Pete, Kid Cudi, Timothy Chalamet, and uh, Kanye West. Now, Pete Davidson later went on Jimmy Fallon uh, later that year and uh, said that dinner he was stuck with the bill, which was crazy because it was super expensive. He had to pay the bill for Kanye, a billionaire, and the rest who can also pay bills. He paid for it. He also said Kimye was the cutest couple that he had ever seen. Amazing. Now, we skip ahead. That was January 30th, 2019. Now, January 31st, 2019. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. That's wrong. Sorry. October 9th, 2021. Okay. Sorry. October 9th, 2021. Uh, a year and a half later, at least, almost two years, Kim hosts Saturday Night Live. 
and kisses Pete during a Jasmine and Aladdin sketch. Now, remember, Pete Davidson also uh, got these props, the red carpet and Kim's outfit, and gave them to Kim as a gift at month five in their relationship. So beautiful gift. I don't know. I mean, I think it'll be a fun stop on the Kim Kardashian Museum someday, but will it be that big of an exhibit? I don't know. If they'd stay together a couple years, maybe. So that was October 9th, was Kim on the premiere of SNL, and sparks flew, you guys. Um, Now, the next thing was October 30th, 2021. So October 9th, SNL. October 30th, Kim and Pete are seen holding hands at Not Scary Farm, in photos exclusively obtained by people. Although it was a Saturday, you guys, I remember seeing it. I was like, holy shit, this is huge. Like, I was like, whoa, and they were both smiling. So that was October 30th, okay? But I'm like, there's no way they're dating. There's no way. Now, November 2nd, 2021, Kim flies to Pete Davidson's native New York City and wanders over to Staten Island for a rooftop date at one of Pete's favorite restaurants. That's right, Fuddruckers. No, 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 I, no, but that would, I do like Fuddruckers. At this point, a source tells Page Six that Kim is intrigued by Pete and likes him. Now, imagine you guys if you start dropping hints of the guy or girl you like on Page Six. Like, you know, so, yeah, you know. Alexandra has beautiful hair, he hinted. To page six. <laughs> okay, so that's November 2nd. Now we skip to November 3rd. The next day, Pete and Kim go on yet another date. Two dates in a row. This time in Manhattan, not that crap, crappy Staten Island place with some mutual friends and E News source muses. Kim thinks Pete's hilarious. Pete is quite the charmer and has a huge old dong. No, Pete is quite the charmer and she totally understands the allure. Kim loves that they just laugh the entire time and they are together and she is really enjoying hanging out with him, end quote. The source also adds that Kim and Pete have chemistry, but things are quote, definitely casual. And Kim isn't looking to date anyone right now. She's loving this time in her life and having a lot of fun. There is no pressure between the them. Pete is a very chill, casual guy, and she likes that. They have plans to see each other while Kim is in New York City. Whatever is going on between them is exciting to her, end quote. Man, that smells like a Chris Jenner quote. Like, I love a source says, and then it's like a three-paragraph quote. Okay, so that's November 3rd. Now, November 5th, Kanye gets involved. Kanye unfollows Kim on Instagram. By the way, do you think Kanye had the best weekend ever? Was he just like, woo, it's a good life. God, I hope he was so happy he made good music again. That would be, I'm joking, stop. But Donda 2 is almost unlistenable at times. It truly is. I think we can all admit that. Kanye follows Kim on Insta amid her reported romance with Pete. A source tells Us Weekly that he is not happy about the relationship and is trying to stay upbeat and move on with his life, but is hurting. So, okay. Meanwhile, Kanye also does a Drink Champs interview. That's a podcast, you guys. And makes it clear he wants to get back together with Kim saying, SNL making my wife say I divorced him on TV because they just wanted to get that bar off. A bar is like, you know, a rap lyrics. I love that SNL wants to get that bar off. And I ain't never even seen the papers. We're not even divorced. That ain't no joke to me. My kids want their parents to stay together. I want us to be together. Okay, so that was on the podcast. Now, we skip ahead to no, also November 5th. The Kardashians gather to celebrate Kris Jenner's birthday and Kim attempts to do karaoke a troubling experience that she posts on Instagram stories and it inevitably ends up on our friend Nori's Black Book account for you guys know yeah it, so 
Um, oh, which by the way, I should talk. Uh, I haven't talked to her in a sec, but I'm, I would love to know how the girls over at say Bible are doing. Uh, that's a Kardashian podcast. You guys should check out if you haven't, but, uh, oh God, what a week, what a week for Kardashians. So does karaoke and it's kind of also hinted that maybe Pete is in attendance at that party. Now, November 8th, Pete, knowing the world is desperate for answers, shows up on late night with Seth Meyers and doesn't give us any. Instead, he trolls everyone by teasing his and Kim's relationship. Seth Meyers says, I want to address something. I feel like I want to confirm if it's real or a rumor. There is something you've been reading a lot about in the press. We appreciate you doing it here. Pete says, I've been wanting to talk about this because there's a lot of people I walk by and people are like whispering and making eyes at me. But it is true. I do have a show on Tubi coming out. The Tubi. A lot of people are shocked that I could get on a show like Tubi, but it's a real thing. Not the best joke ever, but okay. But now it gets crazy. November 17th, we get a photo. Apparently, Pete spends his birthday weekend with Kim, and the two hit Instagram in matching PJs. And guess who else is there? Chris Jenner. But guess who else is there? Flava Flav, you big lady. Man, I didn't you love... Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen's relationship back in the old days on the VH1 reality shows days. Uh, flavor of love. Uh, I, oh, God. Anyways, they, which is super weird. I guess they hired Flavor Flav for Pete Davidson's birthday because Pete loves Flavor Flav. And then they all take, can, I mean, is that weird to like hire Flavor Flav and make him come to your, it just seems weird. And also like that, I mean, what a way to piss Kanye off even more. So that was November 17th, November 19th. Uh, Kim and Pete source confirm that things are serious, telling Entertainment Tonight that they're connecting on a deeper level. The quote is, Kim and Pete are dating and having a great time together. Pete is romantic and goes out of his way to make Kim feel special. Kim thinks Pete is hysterical and he's constantly making her laugh, but they also have been connecting on a deeper level. I mean, do you think Pete watches Entertainment Tonight and then just hears this and is like, holy shit, I guess things are going well. Okay, now November 28th, Kim and Pete agree to take selfies with a tourist in L.A., Okay, so that's a big one. Now they're out and about everywhere. There are a bunch of photos. December 19th, Kim and Peter once again spotted on Staten Island, this time on a movie date with Scott Disick. They brought, it's like when Sutton brings Joshua, her gay assistant, with her on dates, which I want to talk about in a second. They bring Scott, hey, what's going on? Can I go with you guys to a movie date? Come on, Kim. I miss Courtney so much. Pete, come on, dude. Could we do it? Could I see House of Gucci with you? Um, so they do that movie date. December 22nd, after getting spotted by TMZ having breakfast with Kim, Pete is seen driving Kim's Rolls Royce around Beverly Hills while shopping for diamonds. Okay. Okay. Um, huge. Um, also, I do want to point out, and this article forgets this, but my mind is so messed up that I remember on December, um, it was December 25th or December 24th, I believe, when Kim had borrowed her Rolls Royce. And remember, he went to MedMen on Melrose uh, and couldn't get in because he didn't have the proper ID. And he had two packs of American spirit cigarettes and he was driving around in Kim's Rolls by himself. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Um, okay, so we get into the new year. Uh, Kanye drops a song with the game called Easy, says, God saved me from that crash just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. I mean, could you really see Kanye kicking anybody? Like, just that's come on, man. 
So that's that. And then January 17th, Kim drops bikini pips, pics, presumably from her and Pete's trip to the Bahamas. And everyone thinks they spots Pete's shadow in the third pick, which I mean, that could have just been his dong shadow. January 28th, the couple are spotted in an escape room together. They do horrible couple things like escape rooms, just like us, folks. So they're spending more time together. February 8th, Pete calls Kim his girlfriend in an interview with people. So it's real. Um, March 11th, Kim posts Pete on her Instagram grid for the first time. Now they're officially official. And this is them when they were laying down on the carpet. And like, I think like they had a, like Pete had a joint in his hand. I don't know. It kind of hinted that she might've been high, allegedly. Uh, then March 16th, Kim goes on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Kim sets the record straight that the tattoo of her name that everyone saw in Pete's text to Kanye is actually a branding of her name. Because remember, uh, also, it was Super Bowl Sunday that Kanye and Pete got into a fight, I believe. I think it was it was a Sunday. I don't know if it was Super but they uh, – no, that's not – they got into a fight. You guys remember that, but we're not going to – that's their business. Anyways, what's not their business is Pete's tattoo. He wanted to do something that was really different, Kim tells Ellen. I think he was like, I want something that's there and I can't, you know, get rid of, recalled Kim, because he's in the process of getting rid of his arm tats and his neck tats. Because, you know, you guys know Pete has a lot of tats. So, like, getting a girl's name on Pete is not – it's like a drop in a bucket. It's not that – you know, it's like – it's a big deal, but you're like, eh, you know, he's got he's got a lot of canvas there. But he's used up a lot of the canvas already for a 28-year-old. Um, okay, so she went on to Ellen. So he's like, I don't want to be able to get rid of it or to cover it up. And I just wanted it like there's a scar on me. So he branded Kim's name on him. That's a branding, you guys. Like, which, by the way, that really is an argument. Is it fake? And if this relationship was ever fake, how much did they pay to brand Pete? They're like, we'll throw in $1 million if you get a brand on yourself. I mean, also, there's so many good ways. There's fun ways to imagine this as a complete setup. Like, maybe this happened because they wanted to, like, break, not break Kanye's spirit, but, like, actually get Kanye off the thought of ever getting back together, even though now there are rumors that they are going to get back together, which I don't, I just don't believe, but you never know with these people. So he's branded himself. Now we skip ahead to April 11th. Kim posts some cute new pics of her and Pete cuddled up at John and Vinny's, um, on uh, Fairfax, the restaurant in Los Angeles. Also, the Kardashians premiere happens. Uh, Pete and Kim are spotted driving around in L.A. for it. Uh, April 12th, 12th, Kim opens up on our buddy Amanda's Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. Says, when we kissed, I was just like, hmm, it was a stage kiss because it was SNL. But it was still like a little zing, you know? It wasn't anything like super crazy feeling. I was just like... Hmm. I love that. Like she kisses even on a sketch and she's like, let me file that under maybe <laughs> Kim explained that at first she thought I haven't kissed anyone else in 10 years. So maybe I'm just being stupid and it's just nothing. And it's just a stage kiss. But a few days later, quote, I was like, Hmm, there is some BDE action. How am I gonna, I just got to get myself out there. When you say there's some BDE action, doesn't it make you sound like the oldest person ever? Like, I mean, like, honestly, like, if you're commenting on he's got that BDE factor, it just makes you like, it's like, oh, come on, calm down. Um, 
Also, Pete Davidson joined Kim Kardashian at L.A. Superior Court in April 28th uh, on the closing arguments of the Black China defamation trial, which we talked about with Rob. So that was fascinating. That's actually something that I did not I was not aware of. But I, I wish the the courtroom, the court drawer or the what do you call those? weird? What do you call those? By the way, why do we still have courtroom artists? Like, I mean, I know some people don't want their thing. We can't take a still photo. And always these courtroom drawings are so fucking weird. Like, did you see one, one with the Kardashians? I want it framed. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's them. But like, do we need it? Do we need the courtroom drawings? Like, it almost, I feel like, is more fodder for jokes than it is anything for like actual use, you know? Um, okay, so now we jump ahead to April 30th. Uh, Pete and Kim make their first official red carpet appearance, to get, appearance together at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and it's all kinds of cute. Okay, Cosmo, calm down. And she goes ahead and posts pictures of them on his Insta. He's wearing a black suit with a skinny black tie, white shirt, shades, um, starting the weird tan thing that she had Pete doing. And Kim, of course, looks like Kim, you know, pretty and all that shit. But it's getting old. You know, like, even like, how many times can you tell somebody they're pretty? Like, it's like, yeah, we get it. Now, that was April 30th, but that was just the warm up for May 2nd because they make their Met Gala debut and aren't afraid to show a little PDA. She's in the Marilyn Monroe. Row outfit. He is there for it. We see a lot of backstage footage, and we will be seeing this on season two of the Kardashians, which we will get a breakup plot now on Kardashians. Will this is what I predict now? Season two finale of the Kardashians will be their breakup and Chloe's birth, and they'll be like out with the old, in with the new. A very special episode of the Kardashians. And then you'll have you'll have Scott like, come on, Chloe, let me deliver the baby. Let me in that room. I need it. Courtney bones Travis all the time. So that was that. May 22nd, uh, she does a little bedazzling on her nails and it says P for Pete on her manicure. Uh, it, you know, this is the point where I actually start getting fully bored with the relationship. Uh, May 30th, and th- maybe this is where she got bored too. Even though I kind of think maybe Pete dumped her. I kind of do. Like, at a certain point, Pete doesn't want this. And I think Pete is now going to be more of a legend. Like, dude, he's got, he already had a list a mile long of girls wanting to get to him. It even adds more. In fact, our friend Marissa says she's almost sure him and Miley Cyrus hooked up during the New Year's. And that started a huge fight because there was like a Dumas, Dumas like, uh, blind about it. Um, but I don't know about that. I'm not a huge, I'm a, I love Miley's voice. I just don't, sometimes Miley... I don't know. Anyways, June 1st, a source tells Us Weekly that Pete and Kim's relationship continue to grow. They're very secure with their relationship and talk future plans and moving in together. That's huge, folks. And we get more uh, them posting with like weird filters like norm like normal people. Um, Kim talks about meeting Pete during an episode of the Kardashians. She once again says BDE. And she also says, I was basically just DTF down to fuck. Amazing. Also, remember... Pete gave Kim uh, little dibs, those chocolate uh, uh, ice cream candies, and dibs got popular for us, like more popular for a second because Pete likes to do normal things like take his girl to Rite Aid. Um, And uh, June 16th, Pete makes a surprise post-credits appearance on the season finale of the Kardashian season one. Uh, Kim was joking with the producer that Pete has seen her vagina more than her longtime producer has. 
The conversation went, Kim goes, Pete, come here. You have to meet Paxi. Paxi has worked with me as audio 14 years from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She knows everything about me. She's probably seen my vagina. And Pete said, more than me. And Kim goes, not more than you, but she's probably seen it. Darkness. Now, June 17th, Kim and Pete show up in Tahiti, folks. Amazing. Now, June 21st, this got weird for me, and I even made a TikTok about this at the time. Kim goes on the Today Show, reveals the exact text she sent Pete after SNL. It was basically she just thanked him for some good, good advice. But also she went on because she was launching her skincare line, Skins, and said that her and Pete share a love of skincare. And we had just seen uh, her talk about how Kim would put pimple medication or Pete would put Kim. Pete would put Kim's pimple medication on her nose after she fell asleep at night because Pete is obsessed with skincare. Now, Pete, good looking dude, doesn't look like he's obsessed with skincare. Looks, I mean, doesn't need it. He's already a good, everybody wants his dick anyways. He's big BDE, as Kim says. Now, July 11th, Kim drops a fleet of new pics with Pete. Um, and, uh, Pete definitely has a new Kim themed tattoo. He has, uh, by the way, Kim still has Pete on her grid, uh, not deleted the photos, but, uh, he now has photo, uh, he has a Kim is my girl is a lawyer, which is just not true. Uh, she's past the baby bar. She still has years to go before, uh, getting to be a lawyer. So now has the brand and also has my girl is a lawyer, also, Pete has the children's uh, initials on his body as well, Kim's uh, children's initials. The kids did get to meet Pete and have a relationship with him. July 16th, Kim flies to Australia to meet up with Pete, who's shooting a movie. It's a short visit, but she's really excited to go. They've both been so busy with work commitments, so this is a much-needed break, and they are looking forward to time together. I like that she's treated like the president. There's, like, daily briefings. Now, July 21st, Kim visits Pete in Australia again. And goes all out to protect their f- privacy, meaning there are no pics. This is the 1% of time that she doesn't want to have to worry about getting glammed up and just wants to switch off, a source tells Daily Mail. She's just here to spend time with Pete and has no plans on leaving the hotel. It's a very low-key trip and doesn't want to be bothered. Kim is happy to say hi to you if you bump into her, but she definitely doesn't want to get her photograph taken on this trip. What a weird quote. Like, if you happen to see her, please, please take a picture, but do not post or talk to her. August 4th, after weeks apart, thanks to Pete filming in Australia, Australia, a source says these two are still obsessed with each other and sending love notes while they're apart. That's August 4th, 2022, you guys. Kim and Pete are in constant communication, a source tells Us Weekly. They send each other love notes while the other is sleeping and FaceTime whenever their schedules line up. August 5th. It sounds like the long distance had an impact on Kim and Pete. After all, E! News reports that the couple has called it quits and broken up after nine months together. The outlet says they've decided to just be friends and still have a lot of love and respect for each other. Long distance is tough and paired with movie schedules. It apparently made it really difficult to maintain a relationship. Um, So that's it, you guys. It is so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, but we will always celebrate the Pete and Kim I hope you guys still believe in love. I do. 
it took a hit this week. I mean, I really thought these kids were going to make it. I mean, she was she was hinting at marriage and all that shit. I mean, this is just the machine that they have created is so wild. We will probably get more information. And it seems like her camp is already trying to do things like, you know, say it's because he was immature, which me and Sophie talk about down the line. But that is your timeline of the Kim and Pete relationship. I'll put a timestamp on that in case you truly uh, did not <laughs> did not want to hear that. Oh, you guys, while I have you here, I have a new show coming out on iHeartRadio on August 12th called What the Kids Are Watching. It is with my co-host, Natalie Poucher, who is a podcaster as well and just an amazing lady with a beautiful daughter and family. Really, really cool. And we recap kids shows. So it's funny. It tells personal stories. Uh, each one, we rate a show uh, for her to see if it's you know something that her and her family likes to watch. And for me, I get a rate if it would make me want to have a kid or not. And we've done a bunch of episodes already. And I thought at first when they pitched this to me, I was like, I don't know, like this seems, but then it's just Natalie so great. And it's so fun. And these kids shows, I watched a show called Bluey, you guys, that broke my heart into two. I loved it so much. And then I watched this other show called Booba and it sucked shit, you guys. And then this week we're doing a Paw Patrol episode. You'll be hearing these once a week, August 12th. Uh, you can already subscribe and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I will be bugging you about that probably daily, but I'm telling you, give it a shot. A lot of you guys are young mothers or young fathers and stuff like that anyway. So this could be right up your alley, but it has adult themes too. So like it kind of is perfect. And the stories that we get to tell about our childhoods, she had her mom on already. I'll eventually have my parents on, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey, but it has been a lot of fun. I got to tell you. So I hope this really is a success because this is really what I'm making of my life. And I want this to be for the rest of my life. Uh, this kind of work. So please go check that out. Please go subscribe. You can listen to the one minute trailer, which is pretty, uh, it's, it's just fun to hear my voice. So check that out. Okay. Uh, we're already deep into this. Uh, okay. So today's episode with Sophie, we talk, we touch on Doja Cat shaving her head, which I will read a, uh, what Doja Cat says about that on Tuesday's episode. Um, I'll also go in I'll go into a lot of these stories deeper on Tuesday because there's a lot of stuff that we didn't get to hit today and a lot of actual just details to this that I want to give you. So make sure you turn into tune into the beginning of Tuesday's episode. Uh, Southern Charm will be after the pop culture stories, uh, a solo recap of that. But I'm going to go in a little deeper on some of these stories because uh, it's just there's too much happening. I do want to leave you uh, with a couple more things, though. Faces by Bravo, the Instagram account, Stephen, who I love. Uh, we had a wild week and in regards to Teresa Giudici's wedding, you guys. But Stephen posted some dates, tentative premiere dates. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 3 premiere Wednesday, September 28th. And the Real Housewives of Potomac Season 7 premiere is allegedly Sunday, October 9th. And that's going to line up with BravoCon a little bit, which is pretty cool. And uh, so we'll. that's awesome. I cannot wait to see... Both of those seasons, especially Potomac. So we should be getting trailers or, you know, previews for that any t any day now. But that's really exciting new stuff. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to do Patreon only and which one will be on the show. So if you have any suggestions for that, let me know. I have not. We have not decided yet on that. 
Um, also, Teresa Giudici's wedding happened, and we do talk about that. Huge hair, hair up to the sky, Gwen Shamblin hair, uh, my big fat gypsy wedding hair. She really went for it, and I hope she had a really lovely wedding. It looked, I mean, honestly, all joking aside, it looked beautiful. Uh, I do want to point out Jill Zarin was there. Uh, I'm Jill Zarin. I'm going to read you her social media post from that night. There's a bunch. Um, but she's, uh, wait, where is her little, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Mazel tov to Teresa and Louie. I have to say, honestly, it was one of the most beautiful weddings I have ever been to. The grounds at the chateau were breathtaking, but C&T, when she opened the doors of the chapel to walk gracefully down the aisle through the garden, was magical, in a soft pink dress that was gathered at the bottom and a very long veil that glided behind her. The food was a ten, including the biggest cowboy steaks. Ten. Flowers. Ten. Music. Ten. We wish you a lifetime of good health and love and the years to enjoy both. Cheers. P.S. I made sure that these photos were posted hours before I posted mine. So she's saying she gave Teresa the jump on her own wedding. She's like, I didn't do too crazy. I didn't I didn't get a scoop. Uh, we'll go into more details about Teresa's wedding on Tuesday's episode, you guys. But uh, there are a lot of details from who was there to what they ate, uh, the aftermath. Of course, Joey, Gorga, and Melissa were not there. I got to tell you, though, the rumor that me and Sophie talk about on this, I wouldn't have shown up either it, at a certain point. I mean, at a certain point, you can think what you want about Joey and Melissa, but Teresa seems like she hates both of them. I mean, I just, I love Teresa and what she's done for housewives, and I think she's genuinely a good mom, but I really think she does not like them. Like, And, and she had no immediate family there uh, besides her daughters, which is all you need, I guess. And I do think she is an amazing mother, so I don't know, but totally weird, right, guys? Like, totally. I can't wait to talk more about that on Tuesday. Um, and, uh, let's see here today. We talk about army hammer more. We talk about, uh, Johnny Depp, uh, and Amber heard, uh, more files were uncovered, uh, in his court case. We talk about Britney Spears and Kevin Federline, which I'll also go back, go into more on Tuesday in regards to what they specifically wrote, uh, about each other. And, it, you know, it's just, it makes me livid. I think Kevin Federline is complete trash. And I think we've been right from him from the beginning. And remember what we always say on this show, two things can be true at once. Britney can have mental health struggles like a lot of us do. And Kevin Federline can be a complete asshole. And all of these people could have done horrible, horrible things in the name of money. So remember, two things can be true at once. And that, I believe, is something that we'll continue to look in uh, deeper. Also on Tuesday, I want to talk to you guys about streaming services. It's a nerdy topic, but it's something that I'm completely fascinated with. And I want to go over the moves of HBO Max and Discovery Channel. So that will be on Tuesday's episode as well, because it is definitely worth diving in. And it's going to affect how we watch TV. Uh, so it's, ve it's very serious. It's good for reality shows if you're a reality show lover, but wild. A couple recommendations. I watched the first episodes of 90 Day Fiance UK, which is on Discovery Plus, and I loved it. I will tell you I'm watching Life After Lockup on WeTV, and it sucks shit. You guys, if you love if Life After Lockup producers are, you guys need to go to jail. 
the way you're making these people act out scenarios that aren't actors, it feels like I'm watching Nathan Felder's The Rehearsal on HBO Max, which is just so wild. I love it so much. I, I mean, I, I could not, my, my parents would hate it so much. So many people I would recommend that to would probably hate it. The Rehearsal with Nathan Felder, HBO Max, I love it to death. But Life After Lockup, you guys need to be locked up. What you're doing is horrible. It's not even good reality television. The Please stop doing it. Please let real things. So lo, the, the 90 Day UK, you guys, was so refreshing because it was real stories again the way they shot it was amazing i can't wait to watch more episodes of this so watch 90 day uk on discovery plus uh i spent the uh, weekend watching the second season of only murders in the building and i gotta tell you i got into it i finally got into it it's a little darker and sadder than the first season and i kind of like that i kind of dug it I, i got really into it on saturday night actually Maybe it was Friday night. It doesn't matter. Also, thank you to, I'm not going to say the name, but a listener reached out on uh, Friday night and they were, uh, they were having dinner with Sutton Strack. They were having dinner next to Sutton Strack. So I'll tell you what. I'll say, I'll say, Ron, and she was on a date and Joshua, her assistant was with her and they sent me all of these photos, you guys, of her on the date. And I said, and, and then the guy went to get a drink and she came over and talked to them and they thought she like, oh, you like, she didn't know that they knew she was from Beverly Hills. She was just a little tipsy and Sutton was like super nice to them. And Joshua came over and she said the date was like only so, so. And I was like, and she was DMing me this girl the whole time. And I was like, dude, tell her to go on my show. But she didn't want Sutton to know that she knew who she was. But I was like, come on, say, mention my name, please. We've got to make this happen. But I was like, it's right there. So close. They were like, I have all of these pictures, which I'm a gentleman. So I didn't post, even though she looked really cute. You guys, we also talk about the Dane Cook story uh, with me and Sophie uh, that Tracy Morrissey highlighted in her Instagram stories this week uh, about his engagement. You guys also Maddie Pruitt's engagement from the Bachelor franchise. Uh, happy 40th to Kyle Cook from Summerhouse, And also on Tuesday, I want to get into the Beckhams. Um, I was explained the story of Posh and uh, David Beckham's son and uh, there's Brooklyn's marriage to uh, to the lady. Uh, anyways, it's a fascinating story that I'll get into on Tuesday as well. Too much pop culture, you guys. Uh, also, I watched the Love Island. I watched the finale last week, but they had the reunion uh, today uh, overseas. And, you know, I have the VPN legally. And uh, I watched it and their reunion was horrible. You guys need an Love Island needs an Andy Cohen like um, reunion period. It was hor- like they made the show like the show is jokey, but they, the the reunion treated it like it was fucking Carrot Tops act. It was like like they, they did a cook off at one point. I'm like, get into real shit. You guys didn't even have Jax on, which is one of the characters that left halfway through. Like it was so ridiculous. I spent two months of my life watching this show and then you treat it like a fart joke in the reunion. Like, come on, you guys. Okay, Are you <laughs> it's good to talk to you guys. I can't wait to talk to you again on Tuesday because I, I, I tell you, there was just too much and I have too much more I want to talk to you, but I don't want to waste your time. Uh, I do want to wait. I mean, you guys, this is fun. We're doing this together. 
I love that you can really just kind of ride the wave of my insecurities as I go through these podcasts over the years. Uh, thank you for everything, you guys. Remember, go support this podcast and also Sophie Ross's podcast. She also went on TikTok. You can find her over on TikTok at her same handle as her Twitter. But go support Sophie as well. We're going to do a commercial break, and then we will come back with Miss Sophie Ross and the Pop Culture Roundup. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Okay, folks, now is the... Uh favorite part of the show for me, and that is talking about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week, and I am so excited to re-familiarize you guys with them. Now, remember, if you go check out these products, it really does help out the show, so make sure you listen. There's also uh, a description in the description notes for the podcast that can tell you how to support these products while supporting the podcast. Our first one is our friends over at Babbel. Now, Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L, is just the perfect app to help you speak a different language. Now, if you heard this a month or so ago when I did this, I started to learn to speak Spanish. Now, uh, I want to let you know that the last time I had studied Spanish was in ninth grade at Horizon High School in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and uh, my name was Esteban. So I was Yo Soy Esteban. And uh, I didn't really go further than that. And I always regretted it until now because I have this dream of being able to go somewhere and speak their native language. So why not start with Spanish for me? But for you guys, you can speak anything. So for all of your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and you want to immerse yourself in the culture, now is the perfect time to start Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. My God, that's a lot. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. You guys, this app is so cool because you get to tell it how much you want to study in a day or immerse yourself in a day. If you say, I only want to do 20 minutes a day, they formulate those lessons plans around there. They can make it it like bite size if you want. And you can listen to them anywhere. You can go on walks with Babbel. You can, I, I go on hikes with Babbel. Uh, if you ever hear a man panting and sweating and going, yo soy Esteban, it's me and Babbel. You can do it on your car anywhere. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use 
AI, artificial intelligence, for their lesson plans, but Babel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. Now, with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, C, French, Italian, and German. Those, that's the, those are biggies. Those are the big ones. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with, and this is huge, you guys, a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. So right now, you guys, this is important. Save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash so bad. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash so bad for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, it's language for life, man. No, but for real, like that is so cool because not only is it cool for adults to do that, but think about doing it with your kids. It is one of the things uh, like that and playing the piano are two things that I wish I kept studying, you know? Like I would be such a badass if I could speak fluent Spanish and play piano like Elton John or Billy Joel. My God. We wouldn't even be talking today if that was the case. So don't let that happen to you or your kids. You want to be able to, you know, be Billy Joel one day. So get Babbel. Uh, Now our second one is our friends. uh, They've been with us so many times. It's our friends over at Dame. Uh, Now, this is a sex-positive podcast. I truly believe in being able to pleasure yourself in safe and effective ways. And and we have a primarily female audience. And this is the best uh, one of, if not the best, uh, companies that sell uh, products like this. So uh, they sent me two products a long time ago to try. And uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, Eva. It is a couple's product. Uh, They also have products just that you can use solo, but this is a couple's one. So uh, they always say, and, and I, I, I agree with this, let's be honest, sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. I mean, really, that is ultimately the goal. That's why Dame Products designed Eva, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hands-free toy, Eva, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. It's designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. Now, guys, I know we all kind of smile and it's all like goofy and LOL. And especially me, I'm like a teenage boy sometimes, but this is stuff that is safe. It's easy to use. And not, even if you're not in a couple, like they, the next one is a, a product called air, which we won't get into, but you can use that by yourself. And I know this is makes you blush and some people don't, but all I ask is you go to their website, go to dameproducts.com. That's D A M E 
products.com. And you can use code so bad today for 15% off site-wide. Go check out. The website is very easy to use. It's friendly. There's nothing weird about it. There is nothing weird about this. Honestly, this is uh, designed by women, run by women. This is an awesome company that we need to support. Um, uh, so, uh, also they sent me this amazing sex oil. It's an all, it's all natural. You can use it for a full body massage oil. It's formulated with arousing ingredients. I read the ingredients on the pod the first time they sent this to me and they were, uh, it was nice ingredients. I have not been able to use the sex oil yet. Uh, but I, I look forward to the day when, when I can, but, uh, you guys 15% off. Come on. I know. Come on. Dameproducts.com. Use code so bad. 15% off. Okay. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to a brand new week of pop culture. This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, I, I there's just too much. There there's some weekends that too too many things happen on top of a week that was already busy. So we've got to get right into it. And I guess we have to get. So there's a prognosticator that we have on on Mondays, and she uh, has like a special gift for uh, predicting things. It's a, a sixth sense, if you will. And I've always known her to be like a writer and a fellow podcaster, but it turns out she has a unique gift to predict things because on Friday around 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we got the news that Camelot has fallen. Love is no longer real. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have broken up, but our, our Monday co-host already predicted this months ago. Sophie Ross, welcome to the show. How does it feel? Oh my God. Wait, also, I'm just now noticing your stash and I love it. Oh, do you like this? I'm, I'm trying to get so I can't be around uh, schools within 50 feet. Oh my feet. God, I love it. <laughs> I love the porn stash. Well, no, I was like, no, it was. It was like, I, I, I said it was like girls trying to like cut their own bangs or like do bangs all of a sudden. Like I started shaving and then I was like, what if you just nicked a little bit more? And then it turned into a mustache. And oh my so God, I, I like, love it. I'm obsessed. Yeah, it, <laughs> it looks great. You guys, if you're not watching the YouTube video, Whoa, you, you can see Ryan's stash. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So I think I tweeted on, cause they announced on Friday, I tweeted Thursday night. I just had this gut feeling 
And I gave my reasoning. I was like, someone was like, why do you think this? I was like, a key breakup announcement is coming soon. Like, I can feel it in my bones. That's like literally what I tweeted. And people were like, whoa, did you have insider info? And I was like, no. It was literally just a gut feeling. You know, I almost thought, I almost thought for a second, I was like, maybe she does have insider info. Maybe they reached out to you. So many people were like, what? did you know? And I was like, literally nothing. It was just this like weird gut feeling. Honestly, like, you know what they say? Always listen to your gut. Like I just listened to my gut. And I like that. You're like, like my knee, when rain starts coming in, my knee aches. Now you, when you, your gut aches, you know, something potentially bigs happening in the Kardashian universe, but you just didn't say it this week. Sophie, you've been saying this for a long time. You've been saying, I thought I had watched like a I think I got TikTok video, which by the way, Sophie's on TikTok now. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Oh my I God. just noticed. I, I like, noticed you were. And I'm then I was like, I don't figuring know. figuring out TikTok, but oh, yeah. I, I am too. I'll post once every two weeks now, but. It's I, by the way, it's my Twitter handle. So for us with four S's. Yeah, like, I'll put that in the, the show notes, you guys. Um, I'm figuring it out. I'm an, I'm an elder millennial just trying to figure out TikTok. Well. Yeah, I, I got I don't want to give up on it, but it's like it's it's kind of time consuming when you have like all this other crap. You're like, oh, I because then I, I even scrolling through TikTok is such a time suck. Any, any sorry. Anyways, I watched a TikTok video last week saying that somebody was like prognosticating that the breakup was going to happen in September. And so I and then I had read this article that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox had gotten into a huge fight and they potentially broke up this week. So I thought we were going to get a Friday news dump of a Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox breakup, and we wouldn't get the Kardashian breakup until September. And we got that instead. And it really is funny how they always put this thing at like 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the Friday night news dump. Yeah. So I do think that Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly, like it's going to be over soon also. But with Kim and Pete, the reason that I felt that way, I was like, we haven't had like a public appearance in a while. Yeah, in like two weeks. Well, we saw D-board the private jet in Australia two weeks ago on the 17th. And I just feel like in general, the sheen has worn off. And I said this in response. People were like, why do you think this? This was Thursday. People were like, no way. Like, why do you think this? And I was like, the sheen has worn off. It's just like not exciting and it really you could argue it was maybe exciting for like a couple minutes and then since then people are like not really feeling it like it's not like some mega like exciting power a couple people are like okay this is boring it's for so you're saying it's like the emperor has no clothes kind of like thing where it it was exciting you know like there were moments like oh shit pete davidson and then we saw the ridiculousness of the marilyn monroe dress and pete there with the big spray tan and so people started waking up to the fact but there was so much noise surrounding it because of the kanye aspect of it all and all of that stuff that when the dust settles you're still with Pete Davidson, even though I like Pete Davidson. In fact, I think Pete Davidson is going to be, I mean, this guy is the king of the fuck fest from here on out. Girls are just going to be lining up even, they were, were already lining up, but isn't he a legend even more so now? Uh, I guess. No? Like, probably, I guess you could say that. I don't He's know. He's the Austin <laughs> Kroll of celebrity. Uh... Pete Davidson pisses me off. He is the Austin Kroll of like real celebrities, but like, I feel like if he were a woman, people would be like, he's just, she's just sleeping her way to the top. Like he, like how many celebrity relationships can you have? It was I know. Um, Kaya Gerber, who, by the way, they started dating like five minutes after she turned 18, which is like very Dane Cook. Oh, we'll, we'll get to Dane Cook in a yeah. second. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, Kim, Ariana Grande, Phoebe, um, Phoebe, Di- yeah, yeah, Phoebe Divisner, Phoebe Bridgerton girl, yeah. Kate Beckinsale. It's like, oh, Margaret Qualley, Qualley. Yes. Like, how many can you have before it's just like? I actually heard that he's not oh, Olivia O'Brien too. Olivia O'Brien is like his new girlfriend. Oh, that's new. I thought that was an old. I thing. don't know. It could be wrong. That's just like what I was reading, and I was reading that. I read this prior to Thursday. So like that kind of informed, you know, me kind of predicting that, that I was like, oh, so apparently he may or may not have a new girlfriend, which obviously makes sense. We haven't seen him with Kim in a while. And I feel like it's just like, it's not really like the PR extravaganza that like they might have thought it would be like just heat in general. It's just, like I mean, in CO2 emissions, I mean, you're, you're flying your private jet to Australia. I mean, and by the way, we just talked about last week, how celebrities are getting, uh, you know, flayed for using their private jets. And Kim can't keep doing that without getting in trouble because he's filming the movie wizards over in Australia, you guys. And that's why she had to fly there. But I think, okay, so let's get into the QAnon aspect of this. The conspiracy theory aspect of this is, was this a completely staged relationship that Pete got an exit package for? Was he paid for this? We do know he booked a his Peacock series got picked up to series. Uh, so he's got a whole and plus he got a three movie deal plus commercials. He's like the spokesman for uh, he was already the spokesman for water and Calvin some other thing. He's he's doing amazingly well. And you could and argue now, that's like, on his own talents. Some like grooming, like um, what is it? Um, oh, the manscape manscaper. Yeah. Manscaping. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, he got a lot out of it. He got a lot of attention, some endorsements. Also, like, the Peacock, NBC, SNL, Hulu, like, that's that's a big part of the conspiracy, I feel like, is that, like, they both are employees of, like, the Hulu, Peacock, NBC, Disney, like, conglomerate. So it makes sense to, like, pair these two buzzy celebrities together. I think, I don't know. I can't say for certain if there wasn't an actual, like, relationship there like I don't know for certain um but like I think it definitely was primarily PR if I had to say and I know a lot of people are like wait but like she was just like having fun and she loved like doing normal things like going to get ice cream and like going to the gas station together like (laughs) that that gets old real quick but by the way like the company I love that they are like Pete bought me dibs. By the way, dibs, unfortunately, will probably go out of business this week due to their breakup. But like going to Rite Aid for ice cream is fun for a second. Like I bet it gets old real quick for Kim Kardashian after like, I don't want to keep going to Rite Aid, Pete. Like, I don't even think that was super real. But the fact is like boring shit that we all do is kind of fun for a second when you're cosplaying as a like an average person like that is middle class. But I don't think Kim wants to continually be shopping at like Target and Walmart, you know? Yeah. And not that they were actually doing that. I think that they probably did have a couple like, oh my God, look at us getting gas station ice cream. But like, I don't know. I really do sincerely think that it was like mostly for PR. And that's why people are like, oh my God, did he dump her? Did she dump him? I'm like, I think it was just like, okay, like we've gotten some attention out of it. Now let's you know, amicably part ways. Like, I don't see it as, as, you know, a ton of emotions involved. Like one of them is heartbroken. I think it's probably just like, okay, 
Yeah. 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 By the way, they, I got to love Daily Mail. Like they said, downcast Pete Davis. And they have a photo of him, you guys, with like 80% of his face covered through a mask. And it's like, he looks downtrodden. And I'm like, anybody looks downtrodden in a mask. Are you insane? Like Daily Mail trying to make something out of this so much. Now, the also, other. like the stories that the Car Jenner camp is putting out there. Yes. Yeah. That, like. <laughs> That he was immature. P was immature. Yeah, Kim just like couldn't deal with how immature he was. And it was like, you knew how old he was the entire time. And also like, shut up. Like, it's so obvious that they're trying to put the spin out there that she dumped him because Kim is so desirable. She would never get dumped. And not saying that I think that he dumped her because I don't really fully believe that either. I think it, again, was kind of just like, okay, you know, contract is up. Like, let's let's move on. Well, I mean, but- also, how are you going to call anybody immature when she's dealt with Kanye for the last two? I mean, like Kanye's literally the most immature 40 plus year old that I know. I mean, honestly, like how would you ever like Pete, obviously a 28 year old kid. We've seen him like do weird things before, but nothing on the scale and level of a Kanye West. And I'm not even saying like boo Kanye, but I'm saying, how are you going to use immature as an excuse when you have like, I don't know, that was wild to me. And also yeah. the way they painted it on the first season of the Kardashians was that Kim was doing her thing of like, this is real love. This is, this is forever. This is my next wedding. My grandma said, when you get 40 plus the sex is so much better. Do we think that they had sex? hundred percent. I think so. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe at one point I went a long time being like, there's no way they've had sex. They have zero chemistry. And I still believe that they, they have had zero chemistry this entire time. Um, so maybe I think it's probably like a 50, 50 toss up if they've ever had sex, honestly, genuinely, that's how like insincere. I feel like this relationship has been from the get go. Just saying. Well, I, I also think a lot of with celebrity relationships, you always get that like, oh, they'll get back together. And I've really not heard anybody say even suggest it because I don't think any of us take it like we like, OK, if you're going to keep doing that, fine. But once you announce a breakup, I think that's over and done. There's going to no, be no back and like, forth there. They don't run the in the same back. crowd. Nothing, you know? No, it just like it's it was just I feel like very stale and boring, honestly, which is the opposite of I think what they wanted. They wanted it to be like exciting and like this PR blitz, which for a little bit it was. But like overall, I'm like, I feel like people were just like, ew. Um, and but are yeah, we getting that way with the entire family? Because if you then pull back of what else happened in the Kardashian conglomerate this last week is insane. I mean, First you had all, Chloe- yeah, the Chloe that Chloe and Tristan surrogate baby was born. And also they put out a story that Chloe and her private equity <laughs> investor boyfriend have broken up. Like he ever existed. Yeah. That's what I, I put up. I said, he's snuffleupagus from Sesame street. Who was like he's the imaginary friend. Yeah. He's like, Oh, my private investment from Canada. Yeah. You've never seen him, but he exists a hundred percent. Like goes I mean, to another school. <laughs> well, like who does, I mean, it really was kind of mind blowing that they, they released that the baby was born two hours after the Pete Davidson announcement, which is fine. But then if you go on to the other side of the world, you have Travis Scott doing his first solo concert over at the O2 arena overseas. 
And Kylie's over there who earlier in the week got into hot water because she was cosplaying as a makeup scientist uh, without PPE in her. Did you, you saw that obviously in her studio yeah. creating in the stew, creating her makeup. And uh, she got into it with one influencer, some guy saying, yes. like, are you kidding me? You're not, you're not even wearing your mask and all that. And she's like, George, please. You're no, gaslighting me. Evan. Kevin, yeah, please. Kevin, because she kept like clapping back at him and she was like, were you there, Kevin? And then she was like, ew, now I need to change my dog's name because I guess she has a dog named Kevin. It was like just so embarrassing. Like Dude, she lets so many dogs back. just die. Like, by the way, can we just do a whole episode of where the Kardashian pets have gone? So many dogs we've known like just have remember gone. Kendall, just left. Remember Kendall's Great Dane? Yes. What happened to the Great Dane? What happened to Kendall's Great Dane? Wait, but didn't she say in the cat clapping back at Kevin, she goes, this is just a studio that we made for PR purposes. I would never put my clients in danger. And I'm like, wait, so you're admitting that you paid for a lab just to take little Instagram photos in like a fake jet? Like, isn't Apparently. that ridiculous? Apparently. And I love how um, they both kept being like, you're gaslighting me. Yeah. Like they both kept saying that. And it was such a funny exchange, honestly. What are the shot? Wait, what are the what are the chances Kylie actually is writing those or somebody's in control of the clapbacks? Um, honestly, it sounded like her because it sounded stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought because I was like, how do you pick out this comment? Above all the other comments, but yeah, the guys, if you're in a, um, a scientific lab, like, I mean, by the way, then I was just picturing Kylie and like Wuhan releasing the COVID virus or something, you know, like, oh and Kylie's God. like makeup, no protective gear. And she has like little sparkles creating lip kits. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like my dream of actually Kylie being forced to create like the science behind lip kits. And you just know it's not there. But so we had that going on with Kylie. Kendall is supposedly back with Devin Booker, but nobody gives a shit. Rob Kardashian's hidden away like Bigfoot. Uh, and Chloe is not with the private investor, equity, equity investor, but the second baby is supposedly delivered. It's a boy. And Tristan, they are not together supposedly, but I think that's kind of a bullshit lie too. I think they'll probably be together or are already. Um, I don't know. Tristan hates her. I don't think Tristan, maybe Chloe thinks they're together, but like, did Tristan I tell you? And I, I told you that I told you like my, the trainer workout guy was at a gym with Tristan a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. And yeah. That. Like, and he said, he wants to like, this guy wants to be seen. Like Tristan does not give an F about what anybody thinks about him, which I don't yeah. even think cool. I think it's just dorky as hell. Um, wasn't there other one, other big Kardashian and we've gotten no statement from Kanye, but I will say Kim was promoting Yeezy sunglasses this last week with the kids and her. So people are predicting uh, them getting back together, which I think no way in hell. Right. Or what do you, I think? don't think so. I don't think so. Definitely okay. Not, yeah. Opinion. I don't think that would happen either. That would be super. I mean, it's all weird anyways. Um, okay. So we, we might dance back on this at some point. If there are more to add, I'm sure something else will be dropping momentarily, but real quick to head on over to Bravo news, real housewives of New Jersey, Teresa Giudici got married to Louie last night. And, uh, you know, if you're on Instagram and you follow Bravo Instagram, you'll have seen this wedding so many times. Did you look at any of the pictures? Do you, uh, cause this guy, I mean, no matter what you can't, I've had one of his victims on in the past. I just think there, where there's smoke, there's fire. I hope this works out. And I like Teresa as a character on these the reality shows. There was no prenup. Like, 
He did God. it. He got it. No prenup. And wait, but uh, then Joey that's Gorga. Why he was crying. <laughs> we did it, Joe. We did it. Joey yeah. Gorga and Melissa pulled. Uh, they they did not go to the wedding, you guys. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's typical Joey and Melissa. But supposedly they didn't go because they shot the season finale of the new season of Jersey last week. And in the season finale, Teresa brought up that Joey potentially cheated on Melissa with a specific girl. And that's why they were so livid where they're like, we're not fucking going to your fucking oh, wedding. How dare you God. do this? And it supposedly was at the season finale party that that rumor got brought up. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Um, also, yeah, like, how do you hair. go? Her yeah, her hair. hair. It It's, you know, her, she she was like five, six with the hair, five, eleven, six foot. That was insane. It was just very Jersey, very Jersey, um, very on brand for her. Congratulations. Um, wishing them the best. But yeah, the choices were made. Choices. They made were- a speech. And in the uh, speech for all the guests at the party, Louis said, you know, like, blah, blah, blah is like bullshit. And then Teresa thanked family and then said, my chosen family, because none of her relatives were actually there except for her daughters. Um so and remember, you had Dina Manzo bailed out of the wedding. Uh, so you had like you had a lot of Bravo cast members, Countess Luann, uh, Jennifer Aiden, Margaret Josephs, Cynthia Bailey, um, Ion from uh, Dubai. I mean, so it was a very stocked full of Bravo. But like, I love that that potentially is your chosen family. Ramona didn't did not go, actually. After Ramona all was that, not after I'd all actually- that. I live for Bravo. The account posted something about it. And they said, um, my friend was at the wedding and she said everyone was eating Shake Shack because the food was not being served because Teresa was late. The wedding went on until well after two. Dolores and almost all the other housewives left before dinner was served. Um, Teresa refused to take pictures with vendors and her wedding planner kept saying, you have no choice. She was, <laughs> most were not being paid. So maybe they were paying for like, or they were doing it for exposure. And then she like, wouldn't take pictures with them. And this is all like, who knows if this is true. The local County carnival was going on directly across the street. So that is probably why she got a good deal. Her hair looked worse in person than in pics because extensions <laughs> in the back were awful. The crown went all the way around. Jackie ran out and was ripping off her microphone. Everyone said the cameras were so annoying. <laughs> Apparently, it's going to be a four-part series. Yeah, four-part series on Bravo. Um, Their wedding, yeah. Gia was fighting with her drunk boyfriend. Um, they had sparklers at the end as a grand finale, and only about 75 people were left. So, sounds like a chaotic, interesting night. If I mean, the, fail, who knows? I mean, I'll be disinterested to see the four-part series because we'll actually get to see the drama behind it and how many, I mean, obviously there were p- real big naysayers for this wedding. So I'll be interested to see the scoop behind it. I mean, I want good things for Teresa. I don't know. Like it just all seems super weird, but obviously it's going to play out on Bravo. Andy Cohen was not there. I think there was a rumor that he was going to walk her down the aisle and that, oh, and by the way, that count you just read from was that that's at, I live for I Bravo. Live for Bravo. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I live for Bravo. So yeah, I mean, there's going to be more and more information coming out there, but as a woman, how do you decide to make your hair that big? Like, what's the thought process on that? Like, as a, as a, do you go, I want it as big. I want it so big. Don't ask me because that is not what I would choose. I think. Yeah. It's what would you choose for what would like, like a simple. I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Something simple that makes me feel like me, but like prettier. Um, no, I think it was like literally just like very, very, very Jersey. Like I think yeah. that's, 
really the only, you know. I mean, people were comparing it to my big fat gypsy wedding. Like it looked yes. like a gypsy. I mean, it's very yeah. Italian, obviously. Um, oh my God. If you like actually compare the hair from that to Teresa's, it really is like the, that was her inspo. Like it's crazy. <laughs> um, okay. So that had happened, which is, I'm sure, I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about that forever because wedding of the century. Um, but other big news that we're going to kind of pop in and out. This is a real quick one. Uh, Maddie Pruitt uh, got engaged from The Bachelor. Do you remember Maddie Pruitt? Oh, yeah. She was from um, Pilot Pete season and has like the spider lashes. And she's very she's big. Um, yeah, very super Christian. But uh, I suggest you guys look at this. There's like an Instagram video that they did or like they did like a YouTube or like an Instagram live answering questions because they're going to, you know, it was only eight months uh, that they knew each other until engagement. He comes from a billionaire, like a billionaire yeah, family. He comes from a super rich family. And they also call each other like shouty. Like, yes, that was the other. She was like, I prayed for the Lord to bring me a G and here he is. And she's like, yeah, he wants. So I, I found this video on the, the bitchelorette uh, account. And this guy, I'm going to put in the audio right here, you guys. Oh my gosh, I'm blown away. But then there's this part of me that was like, okay, but does he have like this, this swag? Like, does Girl, he have, she don't know. Does he have this know. like, you know, I don't know. Like, is there another side of him where we can just like turn on some Justin Bieber, some Drake, like, and just chill and vibe. And so we get in the car and he opens my door and he's like, do you mind if we just like drive around downtown and I just turn on some Drake? And I was like, huh. She I was like, do you lost it? I was like, do you want to get married right now? I mean, I was just, oh my gosh, I'm dated what eight months? So, yeah, eight, eight, eight months, months before you proposed. Yeah. Um, and some people think that's short, but you know, honestly, when you know, you know. Yeah. And we are also something that we have made a commitment to do is to pursue purity and to wait until marriage. And so because of that, we're like, well, we're not trying to like <laughs> have a super long dating Let's engagement. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up, man. How quickly can we get <laughs> away? That name on it. I know. And I just, and for so long, I've just been Maddie Prue. Everyone, you know, yeah. calls me Maddie Prue. And so I think I'll still have that as a part of my name. But Maddie yeah. Trizzy Trout now. <laughs> But basically he's talking like Madison prayed to God for, for God to give her somebody with swag. And then this guy who looks like a villain in a, like a college villain in an eighties movie, he, he said like one of their first dates, he wanted to drive around listening to Drake. And she was like, thank the Lord, but they're looking to get married quickly because they're going to be pure, which means no sex until the wedding. So they want, cause he's like, yeah, let's get down quickly. Like it looks insane. Like I don't even really like the bachelor anymore, but this yeah. video made me wish that I could follow them around. Cause it's, it's hysterical. Um, yeah, that actually is. I mean, if you're like, if you're freaking one of those, I mean, nothing wrong with it, but I've heard from what I've heard is that if you're like one of those, I'm not having sex until marriage, it's like the relationships go so fast because they really just want to bang. <laughs> yeah, which is I mean, fine, but like, yeah. Dude, yeah. Maddie, Maddie, if you're listening though, I would love to try to, if you want to come on, I would love to explain to you soaking at some point because oh you don't, God. soaking is valid. You can get closer to Jesus it's and your man. Valid. It's, it's valid. valid. But nobody, yeah, you're not illegal. That's a loophole with you and God. 
Um, okay. Uh, more, more celebrity news. Actually, this is, I mean, I just wanted your opinion on this. Tracy Egan Morrissey dude did, uh, who's been on the show a couple of times, did a really huge kind of Instagram story deep dive of Dane Cook, because we want to congratulate Dane Cook. He is engaged to his, uh, fiance, uh, who's 23 years old and they've been going out for, uh, five years now, supposedly. Her name is Kelsey Taylor, and they got engaged this week. Dane Cook is 50. Kelsey is 23. Now, if you're like me, I hate math. But if you do five years, 23, you would say, OK, that girl was 18 when they met. Right. Like that's legal. That is legal. But then Tracy was pointing out that they have known each other potentially for a lot longer than that and kind of then uncovered that Dane Cook uh, was part of these things called like game nights that his group of friends, all men in their forties and stuff, were throwing. And yeah, she found out, Tracy like Morrissey, yeah, she did a whole yes. story on it. It's crazy. He was having 15, 16 year old girls over for these game nights. Like, what kind of like forty something man? And what what she also pointed out that I thought was interesting is that like a lot of these like fifteen these girls were like literally 15, 16 years old when they were like hanging out with Dane Cook back in like two thousand sixteen or whatever it was, and um he had tagged them and then she saw that like none of them are still following him. Yes, that was if everything was like you know kosher and above board. Like they would probably still be following him, but like it just—it's so creepy and it's so weird and like he's so gross and was his face is so sandblasted too. Oh my god, it's so scary. His face is so scary and like he very clearly was grooming her and loved hanging out with teenagers. Always has. She even said like this other girl. She pointed. uh, I forgot which girl's name it was that's not following him anymore, but obviously they were close. And I think she was kind of hinting that this is potentially one of his ex girlfriends who was like the same damn age. Uh, it, very young in these photos that he used to post. And I don't know, like, it seems like this group of guys and I, I, I'm not like, I don't think we're like uncovering anything huge that older guys like to hang out with younger girls, but it seems like it was a definitely definite pattern with these game nights, but Dane was all proud of it. And he'd be like tagging the girls and like, you're amazing. You're amazing because of this. And you're amazing because of that. And then what was great. I was DMing with Tracy and cause she had put up the first photo of, uh, them with like Seth Green and this guy, Jason Cappy. And if you're a Vanderpump rules head, you know, Jason Cappy because he was in Tom Sandoval's second band, oh, uh, no. Charles McMansion. And they had the hit song. Let's oh, touch in public. God. Now, if you go further though, and Tracy did this like many slides later, Jason Cappy also is infamous because he was huge into QAnon and killed himself because of uh, uncovering uh, trigger wanting child pedophilia with big Hollywood celebrities. Well, yeah, that was like a speculation is that like maybe, you know, this kind of like the whole Hollywood pedo ring QAnon thing. He actually saw some of it with his own eyes at Dane Cook's game nights, which may or may not have led to him spiraling. I don't know. That's like purely speculative, but yeah, it's like all very alarming, honestly. Like Dane Cook needs to be in prison. Well, 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 I mean, well, here's the thing is like, 
So Dane Cook obviously was dating this girl before she was 18. Once she was 18, she announced that they announced that they were together as a couple. And then five years later, now Dane, if you have like, I used to, I've been in this town so long. There used to be a bar on sunset called Dublin's and on Monday nights, they would do comedy night. And this is before Dane Cook had like a movie career and all this stuff. But Monday nights was comedy night at Bublin's and Dublin's from the Jay-Z rap. And you would go and Dane Cook would come in before he was like, in like and he would destroy i'd never seen a guy in the palm like i mean really like because now i watch his comedy and i think it's just horrific but back then he was so funny and he got really big after that but i think it is interesting if you re- if you look at it i've been going through his all of his social media and he's all positive and all they like haters are gonna hate like so he's taking all of this as just haters gonna hate instead of actually going yo man this is actually kind of creepy this is not even kind of creepy this is actual creepy you're like and you know there was booze at these parties you know there was this is an issue right it's literally yeah it's literally just who he is i don't think he like thinks it's weird or creepy because it's who he is it's the type of i can't remember the name for it like it's there's a type of pedophilia where you're like attracted to adolescent girls and i i mean if i had to guess that sounds like you know what how Dane Cook is. I'm sorry. Allegedly, I mean, allegedly, 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 but allegedly. We, it's, it's not a lot. It's not alleged that he got his face sandblasted. That thing looks so like, by the way, oh, just like, yeah. let your face naturally age. It just looks so weird to me. Um, but Dane Cook has not responded to any of this. Um, so that is what it is. I just think it's super creepy. And all like these guys Instagram comments off though. He did. He did. He turn his Instagram comments off. That's smart. Yeah. If you're this girl, are you just like, so like mind fucked by him already that you do not realize this is creepy at all? Like she's been with him five years. What, what is your state of mind? Could you project as a woman being with this man? He's got to have like had her trained. She's been been groomed. She literally, I think, yeah, she's been manipulated and groomed by him since she was a teenager. Like her frontal lobe isn't even fully developed. She's 23, still isn't fully developed. Like everything about it is creepy. I hope that, you know, if she's happy and if she doesn't feel like she's some sort of victim, then great. But like, I would hate for her to like grow up and mature a little bit and then look back, you know, once she's already married to this creep and be like, wait, I am a victim. Like- she, she, to me, she is a victim. She is. Well, I, so like, I do want to wrapping my head around whatever she could be thinking, because it's like, she probably isn't thinking clearly. She's been manipulated probably within an inch of her life by this like 50 year old man. All, I mean, I do also want to point out that R. Kelly, one of his victims is still with him, even in prison. I mean, these people really get like, there is a thing as, you know, like you start sympathizing with your captor, you know, like, yeah. and I know that is an intense way to look at things, but these are intense things. And I do want, like, you cannot without a shadow of doubt, convince me that Dane Cook did not have to sit down long and hard and think about how he was going to announce this, how it looks. He's aware of the optics of things. Also, Dane Cook has never had a drink in his life. Uh, he, it always, like, I, I watched this documentary on HBO with him, like, 15 years ago. And his big thing was like, dude, I might not be funnier than half the people in Los Angeles, but I've never drank and I will outwork everyone. Well, so while you're getting fucked up, I will outwork you. So this is a man who truly does think about everything. 
you know, down the line. And I think that like kind of like shows that he's very aware of optics like this. Somebody that's not potentially aware of optics as much, but unfortunately this keeps playing out around her, even though I think she, you know, unfortunately is, is, is ill in some ways, like a lot of us are Britney Spears. Um, you know, obviously she got married, uh, recently, but Kevin Federline has popped back up, uh, to give an interview to the daily mail where, which he got paid for. And he talks about, uh, their sons being embarrassed of their mother. And that's why they didn't go to the wedding because of the nude photos and they're, they're embarrassed by it. And he gave this, this inner in his, uh, his current wife is there, uh, what did you, did you read anything about this, Sophie? Yeah, I think it's like, it's, you know, him. It, I feel like it's a tactic that he's tried to use for a long time is to try to discredit Britney and not be on her side ever. Um, and you know what? Britney is finally free. She can run her Instagram. She currently is from, you know, all intents and purposes. And if she wants to post whatever she wants, like, go for it. I feel like Kevin Federline is just like sad and desperate and him and his wife have been living off of Britney like leeches for they get they get at least $60,000 a month from the conservatorship which then ends now. So Kevin has Kevin has six kids, only two are by Britney, you guys. I do want to point that Kevin out as well. Job now. He's jobless. So this is the thing. I'm all for him taking good, like, uh, you know, great. Thank you so much for taking care of your two sons and you're providing for four other mouths plus your wife. Of course, you're going to start taking, like, by the way, I feel like this is the first of many interviews, but to side with like a horrible man like Britney's father. And I'm not arguing that Britney does not have mental issues. She obviously does. But also, you can post anything you, I see what I post on Instagram is embarrassing. What I see a lot of you guys post on Instagram is embarrassing. Yeah, that's part of freedom is doing dumb shit. And hopefully she supposedly with her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, has a system in place to help her and to help her mentally and things like that. I just don't think Kevin Federline almost hurts those two boys even more by then making them a talking point in this. Like shield them. You're not shielding them either. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I think a lot of it does have to do with money. Like it really does. Like, I don't think it's coming from like a sincere. Yes, exactly. Help. Like he's trying to weaponize her sons against her. And I think that's sick. And yeah, fuck Kevin Federline. He needs to get a job finally. He's the same person he was when we made fun of him in 2005, you guys. He didn't change into an angel just because he took care of two kids. He has four more on top of it. He's probably panicking. My thing is, this just doesn't help Brittany at all. But it does help his his bottom line because he got paid for that interview. And he's gotten paid for that conservatorship. Imagine having to pay $60,000 to your ex for the rest of your life. That is just a wild... it, It... it behooves him for her to be in a conservatorship. Um, and I'm not saying that there are not problems with Britney. I just think that's really a frustrating one for me. I really, truly got pissed off when I saw that. Oh, hey, yeah. Sophie, Sophie, can you take a fight? My dog is here with my ex. Can you wait five minutes? She got here earlier. Yeah. I just, I just need to get my dog real quick. Yeah. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, of course. Five, sorry. Sorry. My, she just I texted that she was here. No, no, I would my body. I'll show you my dog and I say, I just got to get her because she's leaving town. So it'll be five minutes. I didn't know you had a dog. I'll show you her. Yeah. Well, it's she has it with your dog. Well, because it's with my ex and I didn't, you know, like you'll see her in a sec. She's awesome. Okay. Okay, okay. One sec. This is Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Hi, Brooklyn. The bad eye. Yeah. Pretty girl. Yeah. Good. Look at 
Oh, look at the sweet girl. Oh, <laughs> look Go at the free. sweet run girl. Free. Um, yeah, no, sorry. My she, my ex is going away, I guess. So I get her for the week. Good, oh, good times. Sweetie. Huge, uh, huge Pete Davidson fan, my dog, actually. So she's very psyched she about not? She is next. Yeah. She's, yeah. My, my ex warned me that a, a stranger from Australia has been calling uh, nonstop. Um, yeah. So th- thank you for letting me. She was like, I'm here. And I'm like, oh shit. Um, I wish I could get my ex on the uh, show. That would actually be amazing. Oh, and uh, I know we were just talking about Brittany, but real quick, uh, they're selling the house I'm living in right now. And I didn't even piece it together that the agency is the one selling it, which is Mauricio's company, obviously. And if I could, you guys that watch this on YouTube or if you guys could see. So I had to leave today because they were doing an open house all day. So I've been gone all day. I come in and I realize my room has a fucking oil painting of Tom Girardi and his brothers. I have Lisa Rinna up here. I have fucking like it looks like I have I have a frame photo of Tom Girardi. These agency oh, people must God. be thinking I'm trolling them like nonsense. I should put up Kyle photos next and just see because they had to come into my room and I noticed that that like some things are moved around, but they didn't take down the oil painting, which is hysterical. And then I was seeing when I was like waiting in my car when I had texted you to say, Hey, can you hold on like five minutes? Was um I was watching tons of people come in and out for the open house and like young people. So I just wonder what the fuck they thought when they got to my room. Oh my God. Well, it's like, I feel like that has to be like just a legendary staged, like they're probably like, oh my God, they're staging this perfectly. <laughs> it's just, this is like a pop-up exhibit of Erica Jane's yeah. future law trial. Like I, I just, that, so, um, okay. Oh so anyways, God, the Brittany, Brittany Cobb, I know like how, you must think if you didn't know me, and even if you do know me, you must think like just full on serial killer. Like if you come into a place and just look at the books I have, this shit, and you were probably so confused. You're like, is he gay? Is he straight? Is it a woman? Is it a man? Is it both? Like, I just can't imagine if you just like, I had, I have House of Hilton laying out on my desk and Craig Conover's pillow book. Um, I mean, I think some of them, there's a chance they're baddies and they're like, oh my God, this is right. Oh, do you, do you think they're Ryan. coming in just to see that? And by the way, actually that, that scares me. Um, okay. So Britney Spears, Kevin Federline still sucks. Fuck you. I'm not saying that Britney doesn't have issues, but F you. Um, okay. Uh, where else are we? We got Maddie, Kylie, Jersey, Kim and Pete. Oh, are you Doja cat shaved her head this week? This is really not neither here nor there, but is she okay? I feel like she's not <laughs> like the short answer is she's not. And I hope that she is getting the help she needs. <laughs> well, I watched a seven minute reply video of her talking about if she's okay or not. And this is the same girl that got into a, you know, kind of a DM argument with the kid from stranger things. <laughs> and so I don't know, like, I don't love the shaved look, but she looks, she's a beautiful woman, but she shaved her eyebrows too. And that's where I kind of draw a line, you know? Oh God, Doja cat. I know there's something going on there. I hope she's okay. Truly. Would you ever shave your eyebrows like Amelia uh, Hamlin? I, I think Amelia just bleached hers. I don't think she shaved. Would you bleach that. yours? No. Okay, no, good. it always looks scary. It never looks good. I'm sorry. I know that they don't do exactly. it to look good. I think they're doing it to be like avant-garde and edgy, but like it's scary. It's really scary. Well, um, speaking of scary, 
Lisa Rinna from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, somebody sent me this because I am blocked. Uh, was it was like text message thread with Delilah and Amelia about starting a family only fans. She posted and, on her Instagram in her stories. Yeah. Yeah. That stories. woman will do anything, <laughs> anything for attention. And oh, she'll definitely do it. So I mean, sickening. but can't you see it a thousand percent happening? I can see it. Remember when like she tried to make it seem like Delilah <laughs> and Amelia were the next Gigi and Bella. <laughs> that, well, that's why I got blocked because I said they were the back of a Christmas tree compared to Yolanda Hadid and the Hadids. But that was when they were really oh popular a couple God. years ago, oh which I can God. understand. Um, but yeah, it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure they're thinking of ways to, to make some cash these days. Doesn't surprise me. I think Lisa Rinna also, she's an attractive woman, but I think her personality makes her so not attractive uh, that I would never be able, I don't, I, I can't, and no offense, like I, we shouldn't be sexualizing people any, anyways, but I can't sexualize her in my head anymore. Like I can't even do it. She's wretched. And I love how, as you have that photo of her behind you, we're like having, well, fight. I did this because we had the recap on Friday and I was trying to put a picture of because she had a lot of scenes because she was just overacting to such a degree. I don't yeah. know if you saw it, but it was so. Yeah, she was, was trying to have a moment. Trying oh, so hard. She was like, I'm back. Please don't forget about me. And just screaming. And I will hunt you down. And with her little like, like, like oh reverse jazz hands. Rusty furniture. And we have to, you know, do, wait, I don't know. And I, I know we're both Puritans, but do you know who's getting a lot of sex? Probably the most sex in Los Angeles. They just did an article, investigative journal about this. Erica Jane, she's getting the most sex. It is proven she gets so much sex, you guys, because she tells us she gets so much. She is having so she much sex. So much dick. So much dick. And wait, did you see the Army Hammer thing? The that she was saying that she should be a professional dominatrix. Yeah, professional dominatrix. And then somebody, I think it was Dumois or another Bravo account. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting your name. Faces of Reality 16. Um, reminded us that there was that Dumois blind that Army Hammer was her next door neighbor at that place for a while when he was going through this. Yeah, and the only reason I can't get behind that is that from everything, and I just listened to a podcast um, about about Army. What podcast? I posted on my Instagram story, and it's in my podcast rec highlight. Um, I it sounds like he is the dominatrix of his relationships. Like he oh, is. Like, oh, so oh, okay. So it's like, why would she? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. But like, maybe I don't know. It's possible, but. I don't know. Could Erica keep that a secret? Because I feel like she would really want to tell people if she actually slept with Army Hammer. Well, I mean, th that was the theory. Is like, is she trying to hint at that? So we put that together. Also, supposedly Army, or that's not supposedly, he did have the Finsta account El Destructo and did post a photo of Erica Jane in kind of a mini, like kind of a revealing pose that she had posed for a long, like a while back and said, this is my next door. This is my next door neighbor. So who knows? Um, but in regards to Army Hammer, he's back in Los Angeles. And I, I do have to say something kind of, oh, and by the way, if you're a part of the Facebook group, somebody posted a link to your BBC documentary and uh, I'm going to be watching it tonight, actually. So if you're looking for that, I know it's in the Facebook group um, and very excited about that. So go check that out. But I'm in something embarrassing. Well, I don't know if it's embarrassing or not, but 
the house of hammer. I think it's this, I'm a talking head in it. It's going to be on discovery channel this week. Oh I think God, I'm so excited. Well, it's August 9th, but it's a series about his entire family. I'll be a talking head about some army stuff. And Sophie, I believe they're, they're using one of our conversations, I think maybe potentially. So we'll see. Um, I oh, know I'm that, I'm um, you know, like you do these things for free and stuff, but I got to say, I did this in, in November of last year. And I'm kind of, I got to tell you guys, be honest, I kind of scared about this because I don't know like what they're going to use, or obviously this isn't good. And army's back in Los Angeles. Not that I don't know, like this part of me, that's kind of like, I was like, should I make my Instagram accounts private? So I don't get like Johnny Depp, like fans in my DMS threatening me and stuff because I spoke out against army hammer. Like, do you ever get scared about shit like that? Um, not really. They actually warned me um, when the Caroline Calloway documentary came out. They're like, with social media, like, just, you know, be careful because you might have some people. And it's like Caroline Calloway has no fans. Um, so I didn't really <laughs> have to worry about that. And it was fine. But like, with Army Hammer, he inexplicably does have a lot of fans. Um, I don't know how or why he still does, but he does. So I don't know. I feel like his fans are definitely like a different breed. Yeah, I've had a couple people reach out, not reach out, but like say some weird things in the last year because of our conversations about Army, but it'll be interesting to see. And it seems like I haven't seen any publicity for this. So like, who knows? Maybe they're like, I, I really don't know what the, all of a sudden I got an email from the producer saying it's getting released, I think next week. And it seems like, are they going to try to hide this thing? But I did talk to a PR person that I think we're going to have one of, um, one of army's relatives on fairly soon and uh, said that she saw it and that it was good. Cause I was like, do I have anything to be worried about? And she's like, no, it's actually well done. And that's what I was assured of anyways, but I'll, I'll let you guys know when that's out, if you want to watch it, but it, it talk, talks so about the, good. the family is just really has some dark, dark history, even aside from army. So uh, we'll keep you posted about that, but he has big friends like Robert Downey Jr. And Johnny Depp. Now, I don't know, Sophie, if you've uh, heard this as we, this is wild because the Johnny Depp stuff, his fans paid to unseal law records. I don't know if you read about this. Um, they paid this like th um, $3,300 fee to unseal trial documents. But the more than 6,600 pages doesn't really do Johnny Depp any favors because you can see everything that was left out and that his lawyers fought to leave out. And that's why there's another they news story. which themselves. They played themselves. See, and that's what I was like, Sophie's got to be having a field day with this if she's already read it, because, uh -huh. you know, you'll you're actually there was another article about all of these celebrities unliking Johnny Depp's post from when he got victory in the court. Celebrities are going back and unliking it like Sophie Turner, who's married to Joe Jonas. Um, but says, you know, a uh, uh, family attorney says, absolutely, it was worse for Johnny. Johnny Depp's team won some key pretrial legal rulings overall because he had better rulings during the pretrial portion of the case. The stuff that he kept out hurts him more. The totality of the material now looks worse for him as it gets unreleased because it shows, I mean, like, there. I, I really beg you guys, and I know, you know there's a lot of Johnny Depp fans, and I'm not saying that Amber Heard is not a liar. At I'm not saying any of that, but I am saying go and look at some of the stuff that was not made into the trial that is actually from Johnny Depp in proven emails, text messages, all of this stuff. And um, I mean, they both seem like potentially awful people, but also like embarrassing stuff was revealed. Like Johnny Depp has um, uh, erectile dysfunction. 
Yeah, that. And he, him and Marilyn Manson were talking about like trigger warning, raping and burning and drowning their girlfriend or like their ex- He's like, yo, bro, we got an, uh, I got an AH now, which is stands for Amber Heard. I got an AH on me threatening to call the cops and say I raped her. And that this is his current wife, Marilyn Manson's current wife, Brian Warner's. Uh, but these were text messages from years ago that, you know, listen, this is what Donald Trump calls uh, locker room talk. But, you know, unsealing these documents unsealed a lot of wild stuff that even like blows my mind because it just shows you how the how our law system is so like just it's a game. It's like a game on what gets revealed and what doesn't. Yeah, no, totally, totally. It really is. Which also, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms. The Alex Jones trial has been. Oh, did you watch that moment? Wasn't it hysterical of when he was like, of course, of course. If you don't know what we're talking about, Alex Jones, he's basically getting sued for defamation by the parents of some of the Sandy Hook children that were killed because he was spreading a ton of misinformation, conspiracy theories that Sandy Hook was a hoax and which it obviously wasn't in that the parents and survivors were paid actors and all of these awful things. So he's rightfully getting sued. I think the ruling was that he owes $45 million, which honestly, if you know how much Alex Jones made from peddling these lies, pocket change to him. Um, but his but, lawyer- but So did you read that? In, 19, in 2000, 2018, he was making $800,000 a day on yeah. InfoWars. Yep, he was. A day. Um, so yeah, he can afford that. And, um, basically his lawyers accidentally gave the contents (laughs) of his phone to the opposing lawyers, AKA the lawyers for the Sandy hook parents. And I actually was talking to, um, my boyfriend's brother-in-law who is a lawyer. And I was like, like, let's talk about this. I always get like the Tom Girardi, like daily harvest. I'm always like, I need a legal opinion. Yeah. So I go to him and he was basically saying that like sometimes like things like that happens where they get a hold of information that they shouldn't have a hold of. All you have to do is be like, this is privileged. This is privileged. You and the lawyers didn't, right? The lawyers didn't. They never were like, this is privileged. So they were like, okay, we can use it. Like it's a wait, whole wait, So we do that. I mean, from their, your, your, from his opinion though, do you think that was then leaked to the other side, not by accident, but on purpose to destroy Alex Jones? Like it's suspicious either. Like it's weird. It's either like massive negligence on their part, or it was like, they actually were trying to sabotage him. I don't know. I And if Alex Jones wasn't such a creepy bastard, I will say, and this is what I hate. And this is why I think he is that he is, he's entertaining to watch. It's just like, it's his whole shtick is like, it's like sketch comedy almost. And then, but unfortunately you realize that like the lies that he admits to are lies, people believe, and then dangerous things happen like this. And I just imagine if you're a poor parent like this, but you, you see this spilling out where it's like that blend of the blur from pop culture and, our political system and all that is just the line is so fine now that it's like that was that trial. Those moments I was watching was like, this is like a reality show. Yeah, no, literally it's depressing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so Alex Jones, of course, uh, but the Johnny Depp stuff, you know, they are going back to court because uh, they are now, what was it was like, they're Amber refiled. So Johnny refiled, it's going to be forever. It's going to keep going. Um, also, as we start winding down here, happy birthday to uh, the man, Kyle 
Kyle Cook from Summerhouse celebrated his 40th birthday this weekend, uh, and they are filming. So they had an epic 40th birthday party for Kyle. Um, I, I'm really nervous about the new cast members for Summerhouse. Have you looked into any of these people at all? Um, not really. I know one of them is Gabby Prescott. Um, that's all I really have. I mean, I've definitely heard of other new ones that have I'm just, been- I'm like Luke and Andrea. I'm just going to miss them so much, even I though know. I know Luke didn't do a lot. I know. Um, Getting rid of Luke was like such a massive mistake on their part. Like we need Luke. We really do. Yeah. He's just like a moral, like a, just like a center. You just need somebody to make yeah. fires like, and like sing little ditties and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Um, Okay, and then uh, ah, hair slicked back. Suit and tie, wow. hair Brooklyn. Suit and tie, hair slicked back. That's Brooklyn singing. Um. Oh, okay, and uh, Anne Hayes, who uh, is an actor, uh, was with Ellen DeGeneres for a long time. Then her co-star Thomas Jane. Uh, she's had many issues in the past, but she. Uh, you guys can see the video on TMZ on Friday. She crashed into first an apartment building and then into a house that started a huge fire where she was in the car supposedly for 30 minutes. Um, you know, and if you watch some of the video, her car was speeding over a hundred miles per hour down a street before it ran in and it uh, ran into the house and ignited firefighters were pulling her out and she was fighting with them for a second. She was in serious condition and is now in stable condition. But if you look into Anne Heche's past, um, the day after she broke that her and Ellen DeGeneres broke up, she was found wandering the desert high on ecstasy. And she admitted that she is two people. And one is a girl named Celestia, who is from a different planet. Uh, she has some real issues. And this was in the year 2000, I think. So this is 22 years later. And it seems like she is not doing well. So um, I, I don't know if uh, it, this might be something to deep dive at a certain point, Sophie, because it is interesting how I, I was deep diving. That I was just like, this is crazy. I didn't re- I forgot about all this stuff. She was like found wandering in the desert. And now she was like just obviously drunk or high or both. And just during the daylight, driving her car around Mar Vista, California, just speeding drunk, you know, it's not good. Not good. Um, I am, you know, praying for her to overcome, you know, her demons. Cause it sounds like there's some issues going on there and I hope she heals. I can't imagine anything worse than, being in a burning car like oh my god i mean can you imagine fighting like fighting the firefighters trying to say i mean like just the amount of adrenaline or whatever you're on that you don't realize your body is burning like that's wild to me and like really really sad so hopefully she will be okay and i'm just curious more information about this also i did want to point out and this is something that i hope sophie will event i would love to pitch this for sophie's Substack. is that did you this uh jeanette mccurdle uh, her book she was a Nickelodeon oh, star yeah yeah her her new book is like um I'm glad my mom died yeah Jeanette McCurdy yeah, yeah her book I'm glad my mom died comes out this week whereas it come out and she used to be on iCarly but the big thing that came out on Friday was that uh she was offered $300,000 by Nickelodeon to not mention her experience working on the Nickelodeon show, iCarly, and it's specifically the creator of the show, who she calls uh, in the book, the creator never goes by his name. But if you obviously do any kind of uh, digging, and I think a lot of you pop culture fans will know this already, the creator is a man named Dan Schneider who has created a lot of children's shows, has worked for Nickelodeon up until 2018. And I mean, so you've obviously heard of Dan Schneider many times. 
he's a creep. And Nickelodeon, they know so much more than they've yes about I mean, being a creep. I mean, truly, I mean, you know, worked on Drake and Josh, Zoe 101. I mean, there was that really that rumor. And my friends, uh, I think our friends over at Beyond the Blinds have covered this before was, you know, I know there was a rumor that uh, Jamie Lynn Spears child was Dan Schneider's at one point. I mean, there's a lot of really crazy rumors uh, and alleged rumors. But this guy, like there's just where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you read NT uh, Crazy Days and Nights, there was always uh blinds that were supposedly dan schneider i i'm so curious i mean i would love to i know that's really usually not even our speed but i would love to do it i mean i just don't know how this guy gets off without not anything happening to him but like even dane cook gets heat why is dan schneider not i mean is it just because it's kids i don't know but i think once her book comes out i think it's hopefully it starts more of a shit storm people have been kind of blowing the whistle on him for the past few years and him and Nickelodeon like parted ways, quote unquote. But like, yeah, there's definitely some very nefarious um, secrets that Nickelodeon has probably been covering up for him. It's very disturbing. And yeah, I would love to read her book. This could take Nickelodeon down though, if it really ever, because yeah. I mean, they, they would have to admit that there's been so much acknowledgement on their end, because if you work at a place like that, you always hear about the creeps. And if they're making money for you, you try to protect the creeps, unfortunately. And especially yeah. when you're dealing with kids, like what the F? Um, Messed up. So, Sophie, what is coming up this week? What did you watch this week? Any Sophie recommendations, anything that we should be keeping our eye on? Um, I actually, we started the show, um, Blackbird on Apple TV. Apple TV, yes. Somebody else recommended that this week to me. Is it good? It's good. It's very Mind Hunter esque. Um, we've only watched two episodes. We watched it like late the other night, and I was like just sleepy, so I was like, "Oh, this is kind of slow." But like the concept is good. It's based on a true story of this guy who um, was in prison for drugs, and they were like, "We will completely like." pardon your sentence if you like become buddy buddy with a serial killer and find out where the bodies are buried and they were like we need to find these bodies like we will completely like your expunge your sentence whatever the word is um so yeah i think it's pretty interesting so far again i'm only two episodes in but it's it is very mind hunter-esque where you're like getting inside the mind of a serial killer uh, I read an article on Yellow Jackets this week in the Hollywood oh. Reporter, and I'm just so I'm just so like they haven't even started fucking filming it, man. And I'm just like so like I'm they've so already started writing it, too. but like I'm like it was, it was like I saw on the uh, a tweet the other day like one of the writing staff of Stranger Things, and it was like day one on the new season of writing, and I'm like you haven't even fucking written this thing yet. I know. I was like, what have you been doing? Yeah, lock <laughs> lock yourselves in a been airing like that's like wouldn't you want to kidnap them and make them right until like don't give them breaks like, like in stay misery. in the room i'm gonna turn into kathy bates in misery with the <laughs> yellow, I mean, kind producers, of, yellow jackets writers i'm yes. kidnap them. you shouldn't be able to take vacations and you shouldn't tell us when that you like don't post anything then just let us just go about our silly yeah, little lives started the assignment yet like don't tell us that it makes me livid to think that i have to wait that I know they're in the room. They don't even know it themselves. Like we know more than they do potentially. Right. Yeah. Now. Seriously. Um, seriously. 
I want to recommend why well, I'm just obsessed with like, you know, when I grew up in the nineties, but Woodstock has it. Woodstock 99 has another documentary, not only the HBO max one from a year and a half ago, but now Netflix has released a three part one called train wreck, um, which is the story of Woodstock 99. And I like the HBO max one, I think a little better, but there's so much good footage of these kids just being like assholes, limp biscuit corn, but also just how bad the structure was in place uh, for this concert that by the end they had burned everything down. They had toppled towers. People died. People trigger warning were, were uh, you, you know, raped. Like, I mean, really horrific things, but actually, I don't know, for some reason I really dig into that. And weirdly enough, this, I actually like the new James Bond movie, which has been out for years, but I watched it because I was tired of watching talking about Beverly Hills called no time, no time to die. And turns out it wasn't a time to die. This James Bond, you guys, it's on epics, but it's been in the theaters a lot, but I loved it. I loved it. I'm usually not like into guy stuff. So I found myself really impressed with myself for liking it. Um, yeah, I've never been a James Bond girly myself. No, I think your dude would like it. Like your dude would like it though. He definitely would. He definitely would. He'd be like, yeah, new James Bond movie. Sick. Exactly. Go see Thor. And I was like, after you took me to see Dr. Strange multiverse of madness, I'm never subjecting myself to that again. I said, absolutely not. That's your safe word is multiverse of madness. Multiverse of madness. We actually watched, um, uncharted. It's out on Netflix. It's like that. Mark Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Tom Holland movie. It was like, cute and fun action silly action movie like it was fine tom holland just so tiny like he's just so tiny though you know dude he's so so squeeze his cheeks but like i can't picture like and not that i should but like him and zendaya like i mean they're both just so cutesy and like even though she plays a you know a crackhead on euphoria like i don't know they're just such a cutie little couple i just don't want them to ever do anything bad um and Beyonce's number one at the uh, 327,000 units sold, which unfortunately is nowhere near Harry Styles, but at least it came out. And also I'll talk to you about it next time, but I'm just shocked that she keeps changing lyrics because people complete. She took Khalees off because Khalees was complaining about the milkshake sample. And then she took the word spaz off because people yeah. were complaining about that. And Lizzo yeah, had done Monica, the same thing. Yeah. And then Monica Lewinsky came out and was like, well, how about you take out the Monica Lewinsky from partition yeah yeah and um she got like eaten alive by the bay hive but she's not wrong like it's well, no, but what do you think fair. though but like where where do we is there ever a line drawn as an art like where do we because we can go back into history and like dude there's like i mean remember the black eyed peas did a song called it, it's now called let's get it started but it was originally called let's get r-e-t-a-r-d-e-d yeah that like, was bad but i think that what how society i think just in monica lewinsky's example we have treated women like absolute shit as a society and monica lewinsky did not deserve the fate that she got her her name is forever a punchline because of being preyed on by the president of the united states while he gets to walk around and still be this respected guy it should be called clinton not you got clinton not lewinsky you right. know, so like with the Monica Lewinsky's, I'm like, yeah, I'm team Monica here just because it's like, I feel terrible for Monica Lewinsky. Like her entire life now is defined by the fact that she was kind of preyed on by the president of the United States. And like still to this day, and I saw people on Twitter and Bayhive being like, well, you shouldn't have slept with a married man. And it's like, oh my God, she was Dude, she- speaking of frontal cortexes not being fully developed. Like. She would have been a Dane Cook's 
uh, party. She would have been old, too old for Dane Cook's parties at that point. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. you know, I know, I know Monica. So, like, I actually know Monica Lewinsky, and like, we used to. Like it, uh, my ex used to work with her brother, Mike, who's a great guy. Wow. And we would do game nights together. And game the first... nights? what is with everyone doing game? Nights? No, dude, we were all legal. We all show we were all in our thirties at that. No, twenties at that point. And like, and we, I, I, the first time there, I was really nervous because Monica Lewinsky was there. I was like, Oh, and she was so nice. You guys. And we played a game and one of the games fucking bill clinton was the answer it was one of those guessing games and she goes oh you know the guy the guy it was like she used she was like the guy that with that the white house with me and i was like how fucking and she was so embarrassed and i i gotta say monica Lewinsky has always been like one of the coolest nicest people she almost came on this show a year and a half ago oh my god and uh you know i'm silly and she's well she's just well you got to look at her career, you guys. Ever she's written some yeah, amazing things done, on bullying she's and great for herself. Like she's had an amazing writer, career activist. Like um, awesome. Yeah, she executively executively produced. Yeah, executively <laughs> produced. That's it. That's the right executively produced. Executively produced the American Crime Story about. Yeah, Bill about. Um. So she yeah. had a great TED I, talk. She had. I mean, just really. Yeah. And she, she, she had to move three times, you guys, because stalkers would follow her. And like, because of like, it would be like, or like presidential people and all of this stuff. And I got to tell you, just she's one of the genuinely nicest people. She's a normal girl that kind of got thrust into a lot of this. And it really kind of ruined her life in so many ways. So to see her on the other side, or I mean, still dealing with this on a, uh, a daily basis, but to make something out of it in a good way and not a thirst for money way is like amazing. Truly I'm a hero. I'm wishing her the best, honestly. Um, Sophie, what's coming up on the Substack this week? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that it's uh, Pete and Kim know, and your bright now city. Yeah, I think I'm going to write about Keith. So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, otherwise, just living life, trying to figure out TikTok. Um, yeah, guys, go see. I want to see what uh, Sophie's going to do on TikTok, and I want to see who the characters are. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a second away from giving up on TikTok. I got to get back into it. But oh, Sophie, you could do. It. You got to do like. I mean, just start with your Substack ones. Like, start with ideas from your Substack and do the face thing where you're like green screening and pointing at facts. I don't know. I don't know how to do any of that. I need a Gen yeah. Zer to like be my TikTok assistant. Yeah, Gen Zers, reach out uh, and help. Uh, help help, help if you're Sophie. based in New York, I will actually pay you to like hang out with me and help me figure out TikTok. And if you are Gen Z, requirements are you have to live in New York and be Gen Z. How can we even prove any of this? I mean, like that's what if they lie to you about being Gen Z? Um, well, but but reach out also, and also if you if you don't know Sophie's, uh, we'll put all the go follow her. But if you don't know and don't have that, just uh, email me, and I can forward the email to Sophie, and uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. See you guys next week. Love ya. <laughs> um. Betches.